Welcome everybody to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new hot topics each and every week. I'm Alex, a.k.a. The Godfather. I'm Christian, a.k.a. Sudohudo45. I am Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi. Yes, you are. And we have some fun stuff to talk about this week. We're going to... Uh, pile it on and jump on the bandwagon and talk about some of the latest Microsoft news. But before we get there, we're going to do what we always do. Let's talk about our weeks a little bit. How about it? So, gentlemen, who would like to go first? I'll go. All right, you yeah, jumped right on that one. I will, because I beat Metroid Dread, and it's the best Metroid game that has ever been made. Ooh. And you motherfuckers need to play it. And I'm talking to the two it's people so, on the show. It's so aggressive. And I'm also talking to like everybody. Yes, I'm aggressive. seconds into this. Yes. Into this because podcast. I made the mistake. I made the mistake of not playing it last year. And I will not allow other people to continue to make the same mistake I did. God damn it. Is it. So is, is it. I don't know what you're going to say to this. I don't even know why I'm asking. We were just talking before this podcast that things are going to be a little hectic for me and I'll be traveling and doing other stuff. And, I, you know, I said, hey, maybe I should pick up a game on the Switch. Is it worth $60? To yes. I figured. I knew you were going to say that. I don't even know why I asked. Yes. I mean, Well, here's the thing. For you, so, I don't... I actually have never seen you finish one of these games. So, like, I got you on Hollow Knight, which is arguably one of the best one of these, like, ever... And you dropped off that harder than I've probably ever seen you drop off anything. Well, but that's because I had I had some work stuff come up at the time. Remember, but like take sure, but but, but no, but that's fair. But take like uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens and stuff. Like I I rolled through that whole game. Yeah. I beat Risky's Revenge right after it, um, which was like you've got. I'm trying to I think of some others. You play Ori forever. I don't think you even. But there's too much on the Xbox. I haven't. Ori is so good. I haven't downloaded that. But, but, but no, but I, I have beat these games. It, it takes it takes a narrative to it has to quickly grab me. Um, I do think for me, uh, Hollow Knight was a little slower. I beat Shovel Knight. I beat the crap out of Shovel Knight. Okay, so that's you fair. remember that. So I do. I, yeah, that's fair. I just have to have the time to play them because if I know I'm gonna put it down, like you get lost. So Metroid is 100% worth it. It is, not only is it the best Metroid game they've ever made, I it's so good, I think I told this in the group chat, I'm, it's so good that I'm worried this is somehow retroactively going to make Metroid Prime 4 shittier no. in comparison. And on top of that, I have a tinfoil theory that that is why that game got scrapped and is like, it got rebooted. Like they, you think there, Nintendo, there was some stuff in the background where they were worried and they're like, they saw dread. No, I here. think what happened was is that they were doing something. Like they were, you know, had their ideas and they were in the pitch meetings. And then Nintendo, somebody over at Nintendo played what was going to end up being the final shipping copy of Dread, and was like, "Yo, hey, go back. We we what can't you, do what this. What you guys brought, what you guys brought, ain't good enough. You gotta go back. That's my tinfoil theory. And they scrapped it and restarted it." Because somebody played Dread and was like, fuck, we're not even close. I mean, that's not a bad theory, though. If if you, if they came out with a game that was so good, it's going to force their next iteration to be better. There's nothing wrong with that. And as we've seen this oh, yeah, year, that, as we saw two years ago and this year, there are really bad things that happen when you don't push a game to make sure it's complete. And really good things that happen when you do delay a game to make it yeah. complete. Very true. But yeah, I there's literally nothing that I could say, especially because I know Preston's playing through it now. 
and I don't want to spoil them because I already sent like multiple clips of bosses to you <laughs> I guys. I mean, it's guess who's there? But yeah, just do what I do, Preston. But, just ignore his text messages, and you'll never have to see those videos. <laughs> fucking asshole. And so then it was like, uh, but it does some of the coolest stuff. Like, there's a, a, as the game goes on, Samus keeps doing cool and cooler things. And you're like, all right, like, that's the coolest. And then it just keeps going to the point where you're like, when it finally ended, I was like, if there's anything else after this, I'm like, I, I, fit, like, I do not know how much, like, how they could go, like, where, you know, how much farther they could go with it. It's fucking crazy. Um, it's so cool, though. Like, and the nice thing is that the game has, like, a little timeline thing so that you can, like, catch up sort of story-wise about what what had happened. Because it's... Metroid Dread now is, is the most recent game in the timeline. Like, I think it goes... And I could be a little bit wrong here, but if I think it goes, it's Metroid 1, like, on the NES, and then uh, the Prime games... Then two slash Samus returns, then Fusion, and then Dread. Yeah, I mean I'm not sure the timeline for Prime, but everything else lines up. So sure. Yeah. yeah. And so I think maybe potentially Prime Four might either fill in more middle stuff, or maybe it's going to be after Dread. Knows. I don't know. If I but. if my knowledge of Metroid is the main character Samus, and yep. I don't want to read a timeline. Can I play this game without feeling lost? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. It explains itself in a very self Like, when it starts, like, the little... It has, like, a little scrolling Star Wars thing of, like... Oh, cool. This is... You're playing as the famous bounty hunter, Samus Aran. You know, like, the whole... Blah, blah, blah. In so. this system. This thing's happening. She's and you're coming into this system because of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very clear. Um, but it's great. I can't like I. It's and I. My first. Uh oh. This is the other thing. This isn't really like a spoiler, but pressing this will get you excited. Mm -hmm. Depending on the difficulty plus how quickly you finish it in, you get unreleased concept art for the other like Metroid games. One of which is the sickest drawing I've ever seen of Fusion. Oh, really? Like ever. It's very cool. I hope they, well, I hope they uh, give they that out for to. easy mode. <laughs> they do, yeah. Okay. Even if you play on, like, on, well, there's only, I don't know if there's an easy mode. I think it's, it's just normal, normal and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. You'll be fine. Anyway. It's just so. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, but I beat that. Game was great. Uh, I, my, like, after finishing it, my immediate thing was like, I kind of want to run through that again and see if I can get a different time. And then I was like, nope, 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 nope. I got other games to play. Yeah. Um, and one of those was I finally started Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, you get grab that for free on PlayStation now? You could. <laughs> or you no, I got it from Preston. Oh, that's right. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> yeah I got it from, uh, I got it for free uh, from the Bank of Preston. <laughs> Um, but no, he, he lent me his copy shortly before I moved. Um, and then I have now, um, 
I, I got time for it. So, would you suggest people play this game now that it's free on PlayStation Plus? Yeah, a hundred percent. Especially if you play Persona Five. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think if you haven't played Persona Five, it probably won't do anything for no, you. Yeah, unless, unless you, you really, really like Persona's. Dynasty Warrior yeah. games, in which yeah. case it's a good one of those. But um, as far as Persona Five stuff, so like it literally like second one starts and the main theme for persona 5 kicks in like the battle theme and it's like and you're just sitting because you spend so long in that like those fucking games it's immediately like a like the most like comfort food kind of thing like you're just like oh man i'm back home Mm -hmm. like here, here we go and then you hear, I was telling Preston, like, you hear Ryuji do the whole, like, for real thing, like, over and over <laughs> again. Like, images you can hear kind of thing. And you're like, wow. Like, just, um, like, right back in it, not skipping a beat. The first time you see your penis chariot, and you're like, well, this is it. We're, we're right back <laughs> yep, in the persona. persona right here. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm only an hour or so in, like, an hour and a half. And I'm, I think I'm, based off what Preston told me, I'm like just about to finish up the tutorial zone yeah um in, in the same way that persona 5 where it's like kamashita's you know uh palace is like a bunch of forced exits and entries because it's teaching you like this is how the fuck like they do the same thing here but it, it okay so it's a narrative tutorial not like uh not like right. a you know, these are the main button schemes. Press this, read more text. Like it's no, a, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, narrative, narrative yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's less. very much. It's very heavy handed on its persona ness mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, yeah, it's great. I'll have more to report nice. back, but it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah, that's about it. Is that all you had this week? That's all I'm willing to talk about this Easy week. Easy peasy. What was it? What was the <laughs> yeah. other thing? Nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, something you, I spent way too much time doing. You can just say it quickly. I I played a bunch of fourteen. And I got a class from basically one to sixty. Preston, what level is time. your class? I I'm at sixty. Okay. How long have you it been only playing? Took me seven, eight months. Okay, Christian. How quickly did you get to sixty? Last week, oh, oh, is when I started. Fair <laughs> enough. To be fair, I had to play a lot of the main story. To be I will say, to okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to dive into this too long because I know that people don't care, and I'm sure as soon as I start talking about 14, people are like looking for the skip forward button. But so I finally did their deep dungeon stuff, so like the Palace of the Dead, the thing that has like multiple levels. Without me, that's one thing you did without me. Normally, well, you would tell like me if you were doing that stuff. It's a Realm Reborn content. It doesn't like, matter. I, I figured it's just still new, con- we were, new to you. But it's not. If there's no story stuff. It's just repeatable. Thi- we can do it. No, it's I'll totally do it. Too, still. You don't care now because I gotta level up. I gotta level up ninja still. So I don't care now. So <laughs> why don't you care? I'm saying you don't care. You've already done it. That's not true. Mm. He's got to do ninja. That's do you right. want me to s- save the stormblood one for no. you? Heaven on high. Look, you do you. I won't stop you. Okay. Like, All right. Anyways, um, so. Uh, but you get like it's it's not faster than leveling up a tank or a healer because as Alex knows, like those cues are like fast. Like when you're queuing up for a dungeon, it's instant when you press the button. 
when you're playing a DPS class, it takes for fucking ever. Like, there are some times where I wait 25 minutes to get into something because there's just me and everybody else on this fucking planet playing DPS and wanting to get into something. So what this is, is a separate instanced thing that has its own leveling system, kind of. Um, and when you it, you go 10 floors at a time out of 100, and when you get to that 10th floor, there's like a random boss. It's nothing. It's like a, you know, might as well be procedurally generated at that point. Um, you kill it, you exit, and it kicks you back out to like the entrance thing. And it rewards you actual class experience when you get out. But it's usually like a huge chunk because of how much you did. So for a while, I was getting like two or three levels at a time. And then once I hit like 20s, I was like, I would run it and I would get like a level each time. And then once I was in the 30s area, it was like, I would have to run it twice to get a level and then so on until, you know, keeps going and going. But it's helpful because that first early bit until you unlock a lot of the roulettes to like get like the big experience pop-offs, you don't have to wait for anything. It just It's just always ready to go. You can get in, do it, get your experience, and get out. And for a DPS, that's huge because normally you're sitting there waiting 25 minutes. You know, according to the math that you just gave a second ago, that means you had to run that thing about 60 times. Yeah, I ran a lot. <laughs> uh, more than I want to admit. Can so, I confirm, but maybe. Yeah, I ran a lot. A lot, a lot. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, that's cool. And you get a pretty sick weapon from it uh, that looks pretty sick. Okay. We won't make you so, suffer anymore. Preston. Anyways. <laughs> Preston, how was your week? Uh, it's been all right. Uh, not too busy with uh, entertainment, but uh, Boba Fett. Still good. Still enjoying the book of the Boba. It is still um, good. I thought that last episode yeah. was uh, a pretty slow bottle episode, but eh, the rest has been really more, good. I mean, th- this whole thing I think people are upset about is there's a lot of uh, like flashbacks to like explaining how Boba Fett got to this point. Um, and uh, Mina Yang's character, uh, I forget her name right now. It's her character. But uh, yeah, it's his right hand person and th- that's what this new episode was about and it's just some more flashbacks just get more information you know, I'm, I'm okay with that i'm having a lot of fun with it uh seeing those uh mods if you will um direct references from the mods back in the day in british history uh with the uh mopeds and all the lights and mirrors on them i uh, that scene was the only scene i didn't love because of its length what? It went on, it got to the point where it was going on so long, I was like, I feel like they didn't have any ideas to wrap this episode up, and we're like, we're just going to let this scene run. I thought so it was can something... you explain yeah. to me what everybody's pissed off about? Like, they didn't call a ship a right name or some shit? Are people pissed? Oh, no, the slave one, which is no longer the slave one, because Disney does not want to use that word anymore. Wait, do they um, call it the slave one? Boba Fett's ship or Jango Fett's ship was called the Slave One for the longest time. Right. Oh, yeah, that's problematic. Okay, I get it. So, 
it is known as a firefly or, or fire. Jesus Christ. I have to look it up, but it's like a firefly class or something like that, like a fire thing. And uh, they haven't given it a new name yet, but they just, if they do call it, they call it by the class of the ship it is. It escapes me at the moment. So you're telling me people are mad that, fire spray. that fire Disney, spray. Thank you. That people are mad that Disney thought naming a ship the slave one was not a problem. Like people want it to be called that. There are people who just want things not to change. And if Disney changes them, it's like, how dare you touch my childhood? Mm, Sounds like statues in a park argument to me. Sounds like I don't even (laughs) care. Um, You can name it whatever you want. If it sounds cool, cool. I don't care if it's slave one or not. It's put on some boxes back in the day for figures and the, the things you get. I, it's just a name, man. The fire spray is a cool enough name. That's just the class of the fucking starship. Yeah, fire spray sounds cool as hell. It's called the fire I, spray. Like, I, it's this is like a weird thing. I don't think I've ever had this feeling before. But maybe it's just yeah. it's Star Wars for me. But I'm like, I'm like, both of like both is ridiculous, right? Like, like I think Disney wanting to change the name of the ship that like everybody in existence. I shouldn't say everybody in existence. Anybody who's going to watch Book of Boba Fett already knows what that ship's name is. I love Star Wars. So and I like, had no idea what that ship was called. They, I, but okay. Well, maybe you the just other don't love fan it, he knows like Star Wars and two a big Boba Fett fan. I think so. on the other side, like people <laughs> being upset that it, it's changed is like, do who who gives a fuck? Yeah, like who, who cares? I don't it's know. Fake anyways. It's like you're blaspheming some actual person. Didn't they blow that ship up in the oh, Mandalorian? Doesn't even matter. Didn't they blow that ship up in Mandalorian? Does it even matter? No, the Mandalorian ship got blown up. That's oh, called the Razor okay. Crest. Yeah, and this is the Slave One, which is the, one of the dopest ships, I think. Sorry, the Fire Spray is one of the dopest ships in Star Wars. I feel like as far as the aesthetic, how he sits in the back of it and kind of goes up and kind of then goes the other direction. I and has one of the most iconic special effects sounds you will ever hear in Star Wars. It's the I, one that's like, whoa, 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 I will whoa, give whoa, it like No, it's, thing, it's, right? it's a seismic uh, bomb, which is like, it starts going to go, and it goes to the, it slightly does the visual, and it goes, wow. Yeah, because it's, it's the one in the prequels, right? When yeah. he's like in the little asteroid field. Yeah, yeah. and then I, they did that in The Mandalorian once, which was really fun, but in Atmosphere, which was exciting to see. I will give it points for creativity and innovate, innovation. I will deduct points for just general function. It looks because you land, you land oh, facing the sky. This is, this is the oh, this is the same guy that thought p- people fighting in space in Star Wars shooting lightning at each other was fucking. It's not cool. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand Star Wars is supposed to be set in the future, but you do realize when uh, like a NASA astronaut goes out in space, they're not going forward and then blasting off like that. No, look, I, I'm just saying they're sitting up and shooting up as they no, go into I'm just space, you, and then it becomes. Lateral, you said it. You, right? you thought it was one of the coolest, well, and I agree. I figure. give it points for innovation. I just for general function, I think it looks ridiculous. It's an old aesthetic <laughs> yeah. that they yeah. bring in. It's fun to see again. It's definitely fun. I missed it. Looks like I a shoe. I love that ship. That ship is one of my favorite ships. It's like if really he ever good. decides to watch like Dragon Ball Z or some shit, I will never. There's, up, there's a billion episodes. He's gonna of sit that. there and like he's gonna look. He's like there'll be some fight between Goku and Vegeta. He'll go. You know, I really like the design of their the Super Saiyan form here, but the the hair just it functionally does not make sense. It's very spiky and it would get in the to be way. On the moon, it's not gonna flow like that. Yeah, exactly. They're all breathing for some reason. 
Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> Do all these alien species breathe the same air? Why does it take them, Why does it take them so long to charge up their move? <laughs> why are these episodes so short? Because commercials. <laughs> Money. Yeah. yeah, Book of Boba Fett's good. Enjoy it. Uh, have fun with it. Uh, and then other than that, I've only really played... I played a little bit of Dread, but the only other game I've played was uh, Nobody Saves the World. Does anybody... Uh, Heard of this game? I mentioned it to you guys a little while ago. It's that new drink box joint. I say, new I, drink yeah, box I joint. I haven't seen much of it. So I totally forgot about this. I think it was mentioned at From one point. The creators point. who brought you guacamole. Yeah, which is why I pressed it. Makes really a lot exciting. of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I was hearing something about it on the podcast. I'm like, I totally forgot these guys had a new game coming out. It is on Xbox Game Pass, so you just straight up play it. Of course, I have it on my PC and Xbox now, and uh, hopefully the I haven't tried the cross save. I'm sure it works just fine. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's not anything like Guacamelee or Severed or the two, the two game franchises, uh, three games that I've played with them. And it does more of like a Zelda top down, like old school, like Link to the Past kind of deal to where you have your squares and then you go left or right. Um, the art is a little more. Was it Isaac? Saves the world or something. Binding, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. Uh, the Binding of Isaac, it has a kind of aesthetic to where, like, you know, you play this androgynous white character with, like, these black eyes that are wide, and it has this, this weird kind of animated aesthetic to it. Um, they try to do some humor here and there. It hit or miss. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Like, Guacamelee is the last thing I thought they had really great humor in, so... Uh, Severed was a little more. Yeah, gross. Severed didn't have a whole lot of humor. No, no. I mean, mm-hmm. on occasion they try, but it is, yeah, that's a different type of game. Uh, this one tries with the humor and doesn't really do anything for me for the most part, but I haven't played too, too much, so I don't want to say too much on that. Um, but what I will say is that, yeah, you're doing the whole Zelda map kind of deal, um, the old school way of you have a square of a map, you go to left, right, up and down, whatever you need to do, and then you kind of continue on. Uh, you go through the outside map, it kind of goes a little bit more fluid. Um, and then you kind of face some enemies here and there. Now, the, the cool part about this game is the combat, which you get a wand at some point. Um, there's story beats. It's a convoluted story. I can't remember. It's been a couple of days since I did it, but it's nobody saves the world. Guess what? The character you're playing is called nobody. Um, and you get this wand and therefore you start getting almost like personas to where you can change into a horse um, like a gladiator kind of guy, a warrior, uh, a rogue who has the arrows. And the first one you get is a rat, which is really <laughs> well, fun. There's so like one of these things arrows. is not like the other. You're like gladiator, chain- warrior, yeah. you can change into a horse. That's the whole thing. He's a changeling, <laughs> so he just changes into these things. So he changes into a rat to get into small spaces. That's how you kind of learn your combat at first. You can poison them after chomping down them for a while. You upgrade and then get a new move to where if you hit a bunch of guys... It's a more of an area effect, and they're poisoned. It does more damage. It might get you more health, and your basic attack is getting you more mana. So there's a lot of complex systems in this game, which make it a lot of fun, and then you can switch up to do different types of characters. So obviously your warrior, wherever it's called, gladiator, is m- more defense, a little bit slower, does bigger hits, and can get you towards a different tree path of getting the horse or this other character, which I haven't got to yet, but if you don't want to go to the warrior, you can go to the ranger class, which you get later on, which is a different skill tree off of that. And that can get you um, two other classes if you level those up as you go through. So you're just getting experience, upgrading skills for each class as you go through. 
And the more you play, the more you start to have fun. So the one of the recent ones I got, which is a lot of fun, is the horse. So the horse goes a little faster, obviously. You can travel around the map a little quicker. Um, the main skill you get is like a horse kick. You don't kick forward, you kick backwards. Um, so, for example, when you're playing the ranger, you want to hold a, I think it's a right trigger button, a button to hold your direction. So, therefore, you can like walk backwards and shoot while you're doing this uh, above head. With a horse, he goes just as fast backwards as he does forwards. So, I start running backwards with my back kick. And I can just run towards enemies and just start doing my back kick and start nailing them if I'm holding that directional That's button. It's so weird. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, it's there's a lot of different things with poison and staggering. And it's just, I'm only scratching the surface. I haven't got too far into this. But it's a lot of fun. The gameplay is fantastic. Uh, the story, I could take it or leave it at the moment. I haven't gotten too far into it, but I also don't care too, too much. Randy the Rad is apparently the person you're trying to look out for. He's like missing in a certain way. I... I Half of me doesn't care, uh, but I'm having fun with it. I'm doing the objectives. I'm having, a lot of, I'm, I'm having some good time. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. If you if you are a smart person and have Game Pass, it's a good one to check out. It's a lot of fun. If you're a smart person. If you're dumb, you're going to hate this game. Yeah. If you have an Xbox and a PC, like there's no reason for you to not have Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you're a smart person... Which would mean that you had Game Pass. I see. I thought you were saying, like, if you're a smart person and you have Game Pass, like, separately, (laughs) then you will like this game. If you're dumb, dumb, don't try it. Because, sorry, you're just, you're SOL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a choice at a certain point, and I don't understand why. Okay. So, anything (laughs) else this week, Preston? No. Not really, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sure. One slight last thing. Me and Christian did test out some Twitch stuff the other day. We did. And I would like to announce that next week, Wednesday, which will be January 26th, the 26th, Preston, after he gets off work, um, grabs his comics possibly and does what he needs to do, uh, will be playing Witcher for a couple hours that night uh, on Witcher Wednesday. First Witcher, Witcher Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm very yeah. excited about this. Yeah, yeah. When Boba Fett stops, it'll be a little bit sooner. But at the moment, I, I might hold off on Boba Fett to Thursdays. Who knows? Okay. We'll see. I'm very excited about Witcher Wednesdays. Yeah, no promises on times. Ballparking, six to seven Central Standard Time. And of course, you can follow. You know the- we'll, we'll drop it on social media so you can follow the socials yeah. and oh, I mean, see yeah, when yeah, Preston yeah. goes live there. So okay. Yeah, Twitch.tv/slash Testing Room Pod. Love it. Um, cool. My week is kind of like your both of yours. It's not super super long. Um, you know, last time we met, we talked. Uh, I had done everything and. I had done almost everything in Judgment. Um, I finally logged on the day after we recorded the podcast and beat Virtua Fighter and beat the other fighting game. It was very nice. excited. Um, I'm proud I, of you. I, thank you. <laughs> I downloaded Lost Judgment because I had done everything in Judgment. So the only trophies I need to complete that game are be the game on Legend. And that game will be done. I decided I was going to set that up for a, a playthrough later this year. Because I just didn't want to like beat it and then immediately go into it right again on a harder difficulty. So that'll be one of the 10 I complete down the road. But I went ahead and downloaded Lost Judgment. The first thing I did, I, I learned that you could run around the city before you like go to the main objective as soon as you start. And you could do a couple of things without having to worry about enemies walking up on you. 
So the first thing I did was went to the arcade and beat Virtua Fighter and beat the like snake fighting game and just got those out of the way because I didn't want to deal with it. And it was like fresh. I used the same cheese fight style like to make it easy. Didn't have to worry about it. It's done. Um, but in between there, because these games are similar, I mean, they're sequels and they're so long. I needed a little something in between. Like I needed a palate cleanser, something that would be short and easy and I wouldn't have to worry too much about it, but it could kind of reset before I went to Lost Judgment. So on Sony sale, I picked up Maneater. Now, Preston... I'm aware of this game. Yeah, I was going to say, you played it. Christian, I know you played it, right? So for those of you that are not aware, Maneater is essentially... Um, the game starts off and Chris Parnell, who's done voices on Archer... Um, <laughs> What else has Chris Parnell done? Progressive ads. Progressive ads, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, I, I want to say he was on SNL or a writer at Anchorman, one point. Anchorman. Yeah, I think he was on SNL for a long while, yeah. Yeah, so he's a narrator, and essentially he's on this fishing boat in the bayou, and this guy in the bayou catches a shark, and he just hates sharks, and he kills the shark. But not only does he kill the shark he very gruesomely just kind of cuts it down the middle and there's a baby shark in it. And he's like, you know, just let these essentially like, go tell them what I did. He tosses the baby shark in the water. Yeah. When you're in hell, tell them who sent you. And and when you pick up this game, you are the shark. And essentially from there to the end is you just creating destruction and mayhem and like eating people and creatures and, jumping across the land, objects. destroying objects. And it's it's very fun. I knew it was going to be just like a chaos game, right? Where you just like break everything in sight. Um, what I was not prepared for, which hit me like an hour or so in, as I was attacking stuff, I was like, this at times is like super realistic. Like I'm just a shark realistically attacking humans and other animals. Like... Yeah. seals and at one point i felt kind of bad and then i was just like well the shark at least is comical because like i have these like lightning abilities or i have this bone skin <laughs> so at least i look fake enough to where i can kind of i felt bad about feel the bad. animals <laughs> i felt bad about the animals but then like because of how mean everybody was being to the shark i was like no fuck these people man and the story and the animation is a little cartoony and there's stuff in the water that like you're not going to find in real life to help guide your way and stuff. So some of that's cartoony, but like when you actually attack something, it's pretty, pretty realistic. Yeah, it's a shark, shark yeah. <laughs> yeah. They make so, it like arcadey. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I played through that. It was like 12 hours or something. So I played through it over the course of the weekend. I beat it, platinumed it. Um, it was fun. It was an easy platinum. It was no... Uh, I am Mayo Platinum, but it was an easy platinum. So <laughs> I am gonna count that. I that he does this, by the way. It's speaking, he has I am Mayo Platinum. Like, yeah, like he does just, that. just so that everybody doesn't forget, like this high and mighty <laughs> thing that he's sitting there. One of these little platinums he's sitting on, outside of his multitude of Lego games, is also I am Mayo. So no, so everybody's on the same. I'm page. just, I'm just, I'm just setting, I'm setting the bar here. So all I was gonna say is that is number one. Of the 10 I said I was going to complete this year, right? Because And I count that because it was decently, it was a 12-hour game, right? It was a full, robust game, narrative, and multiple chapters and objectives. Yeah. So that's the first one done of the year, knocked it out. Um, nice. And now I'm diving into Lost Judgment, and I'm finally getting to the point where I've 
made it through the beginning. Um, I've made it through, I made it to in, in Jean show, which is great because that's where, uh, like a dragon takes place. So kind of what you said, Christian earlier, it's like that warm, like bath just kind of like rushes over you and you're like, I'm back. Maybe yeah. I know the city. Um, but I finally got to the point where I, I start slapping around some high school kids. <laughs> so yeah, the Steve Buscemi <laughs> of, uh, Yakuza gave where he talk is just walking around. How do you do fellow kids? Yep. And if anybody talks back, you smack them a bit. So it's pretty funny. Um, but I'm excited to dive into that. And really, that's been the week for me as far as gaming goes. Um, I've, like Preston, I've caught up on Boba Fett. It's been good. Um, it it was one of those shows that I didn't immediately jump into into Disney+, Plus, which is interesting because like, I immediately jumped into almost everything else they feed me, but I'm happy that I'm into it now. So it's it's it, not necessary to like I need to make sure not to get spoiled or it's like eh, whatever yeah like that, do what he's gonna do when yeah. the Mandalorian drops I will watch it every day it comes out right like oh, I don't yeah. want to get spoiled or so on I for some reason wasn't that way this time and I actually feel like Disney did less marketing around it but I'm glad I'm there it, it's very good um, the other thing I jumped into was Peacemaker which had a very low bar for me so Preston have you seen Suicide Squad? Yes, and I have uh, started the first episode of Peacemaker, Okay, but I was like in the middle of doing something like, I really don't care to watch this right now, so I just stopped. Christian, have you seen the new Suicide Squad? No, no. I didn't think so. He knows who John it, Cena is, though. Yeah. I, I know who, I do know who John, oh, okay, so that's this. <laughs> yeah, so I've been yeah. seeing ads for John yeah, Cena. Yeah, the ads are everywhere. So and I was the, like, huh, they finally made him a superhero thing. Here's Anyways, the thing. And I just... Peacemaker in Suicide Squad is the most obnoxious dick and fart joke character I've ever seen to the point where, like, I did not find him funny. I like John Cena a lot. Um, I do often find him funny. I thought him as Peacemaker was just so obnoxious. I I just didn't care. Like, anytime he was on screen, I wanted him off screen. Um, I, it was, so it was fine. So when they said they were getting the show, I did not care. Like, I had a very low bar. I, I didn't want to jump right into it because I didn't want to sit through multiple episodes of that sort of character. Um, but after it had been out for three weeks, three episodes were out, I decided to give it a chance. It is better than The Suicide Squad. He is not as obnoxious. Um, and they're doing some good things with his character to make him likable because he just was completely unlikable with his arrogance in the Suicide Squad. So the show is actually pretty good. Um, what, where that show shines though, is the side characters, the actors that are doing other characters like Vigilante and some other, like they make that show. They are so good with their timing. So funny. Um, you can tell this is James. So James Gunn's doing this one. You can tell this is James Gunn getting every dick and fart joke out of his system that he can before he goes (laughs) back to your guardians of the galaxy and Marvel will not let him do it. It, that's exa- and that's exactly what it is. All um, the things I can't do. I yeah. like, well, so it's it, it, it's <laughs> again like it shines when it's not that like with the side characters and side stories. It's really really good. Anytime and John Cena is better, but sometimes they make some jokes where you're just like eye rolly. Like was was it necessary, guys? Oh, I'm sure. Like not surprising. No and his character. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not a must see by any means three episodes in it is very fine so like if you want honestly it's something you could put in the background and just 
watch half-heartedly and it would be equally as good as devoting your full attention to it um fair but yeah that's 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 my week too so with that being said uh, i think that we can dive into this week's topic which is hey if it the biggest acquisition in gaming industry history seven by an order billion dollars of 48 billion dollars yeah, we were saying, the only thing that's close Star Wars got bought by is him. that Take Two bought Zynga two weeks ago for fourteen billion. For fourteen billion, yeah. And the total Microsoft buying—I mean, we'll just say it. So Microsoft went out and bought Activision Blizzard to the tune of a paltry six sixty-eight point seven billion. Hey, man. That's, that's a steal given that before the lawsuits they would have been valued at like two or three hundred billion. So yeah. guess how much Disney bought Marvel for? Wasn't it four, four million? Was it four hundred billion? Four billion. Four no. billion. Four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. I knew yeah, it had a four in there. Yeah. I was way off on that. Four hundred billion. Yeah. Okay, so so Disney bought that for four billion and this yeah, was, that was back in 2009 yeah, that was way back in the day that was before the movies man yeah and christians over here going due to inflation that we've heard so much about on the news that's no <laughs> i just mean like they bought they like made a call way back then yeah. like hey man this marvel thing can really take off and like they to their credit they bought it right when they should have so Another another miss by Sony, who absolutely <laughs> had the opportunity to do the same so, thing. So yeah, let's. So Christian, I know you have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Preston, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts too. The internet has a lot of thoughts. Every social media Everyone podcast, has everybody has thoughts. Um, but I thought we could keep this a bit uniform. And I have a bunch of questions written down here that I think we should address. We're going to take the pragmatic approach. We are the gaming industry's three best gaming consultants, and we're going to talk to you today about what this actually means. So I, I do, I do think that's fair. I think the way that I want to start out with it, and uh, you know, let you guys also talk about it or think, tell me what you think. I just to put it in in scale before we start answering some of these questions. I wanted to get a list. And like sort of read off just some big high points of lists of IP that Microsoft now owns. Call of Duty. It's a big one. Yeah. Well, so you even know, more than that. You know right? the so one like, I'm most excited about before you read it, Christian. The one I'm most excited about that nobody remembers. They now own Guitar Hero. No one's fucking touching Guitar Hero. Oh, that's they what do. you think until they come out with a Guitar Hero in VR. So this is by no means a a like you know uh, extensive list because Activision has stuff that goes all the way back to the fucking Atari twenty six hundred. Sure. So you know, but like just uh, you know, I'll t- toss a couple things out here uh, because because if. Everybody will remember Activision also bought Sierra way back in the day, which is like an old uh, PC gaming uh, point-and-click adventure thing. So they own like they own all this shit now. In Vicarious um, Visions, the one I'm most excited. Yes, about. They, yeah. So What's left of it, uh, Call of Duty, uh, Candy Crush. Also, I I know you just quickly said Call of Duty, and people are like, oh, they own Call of Duty. But I don't think people understand what that means because that's like Call of Duty Mobile, Call of Duty Warzone, 
Call of Duty, yes. like the campaign they come the out brand. with. That's the brand. Yeah. Everything Call yep. of Duty. Yes. They're catching the residuals from all those stupid people that bought Call of Duty Jeeps back in the day. Oh, all the duty. All of it. Uh, so Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, DJ Hero. Shout out to DJ Hero. Yeah. Uh, Geometry Wars. Ooh. Which is a very dope Great. game. And Activision fucked it up after the first one, but Microsoft can bring sure. it back. Uh, Guitar Hero. Uh, Gun. <laughs> uh, Hearthstone. Heroes Hearth- of the Storm. Hearthstone is, uh, for those that don't know, it's a card game based on the World of Warcraft yep. universe. So when it's a lot of it, these In terms of card games, would be the biggest streaming one, right? By far. On yeah. Twitch, yeah. Uh, so King's Quest, which is one of those old point-and-click adventure games I was telling everybody about. Uh, Overwatch, uh, Phantasmagoria, which was that huge, like, ghost game that took the world by storm last year. Uh, Pitfall, which is another one of those Atari games I was talking about. They, they fucking own Pitfall now. Oh, swing. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> Skylanders, which made a bazillion dollars. Doesn't exist anymore, it's fine. Uh, but they can bring it back. I mean, uh, Spyro, uh, Starcraft. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so they own StarCraft, which is, you know, Preston's baby. Yeah, the great. Activision, oh, not even Activision, Blizzard fucking killed, and Microsoft could make yep. them bring it back. Hopefully. Uh, Tenshu, which is, um, for those who don't know, the game that uh, ended up being a spiritual predecessor to Sekiro, that game that FromSoft okay. made that blew the world by storm. Uh, so they own that now. Uh, all of the Tony Hawk games. There you go. And uh, a game, a text adventure game called Zork that's actually really dope. Sure. On that. And, you know, a game that, you know, maybe Small people game. have heard of. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if they listen they to our also podcast, own, they've heard about it. We've talked yeah, about it. They, f- they fucking own World of Warcraft now. Mm-hmm. That still holds uh, 5 million active users a month. At fifteen dollars a month. Here's one thing so. they don't have. Guess what? Those motherfuckers got out of there as quick as they could. They do not own Destiny. That's true. They, they got don't out of there Destiny. pretty fucking and, uh, quick. You know what? You know what though? <laughs> Bungie could have done way worse than being owned by Microsoft uh, again. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but whatever. Yeah, so that's just a small list. It's not even you know close to the exhaustive. But just to put it in perspective, like that is. A veritable who's who of the last forty years. And that's not all of them in gaming, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he didn't even mention one of my favorite Super Nintendo games back in the day, which was Rock and Roll Racing, which was made yep. by Blizzard. So, like, I can't wait for that to be back, or at least a port. So, please, a better port. Yeah, so a better it, port. Yes. And, and here's the thing, right? And this is what we're going to talk about, and some of the questions that I have that we can go through. People from the surface are looking at this like this is the huge acquisition. Granted, it hasn't gone through yet. They're projecting it's going to go through at 2023, and we can talk about the antitrust stuff too. But um, though people think this is a big acquisition and what does it mean for gaming, that's a good point. But we're going to talk about tonight too. Like what does it mean beyond that? Because don't forget Microsoft is trying to create a content powerhouse. What TV shows? There's a Diablo TV show in the works. You could do a Skylanders marketing and content. Like, there's there's so much more beyond just gaming that this has implications for. Um, and I think we should talk about all of it. 
I agree. So it's sure. uh, like this. Uh, we don't typically do news, current events yeah. outside of like the, but this is, it's big stuff. And hey, we got to talk about that too. What does it mean for this lawsuit? What does it mean for Bobby Kotick yeah. and, and everybody else? I think that's an important place to start because that's like from the ethical side. I think that's an important place to start. Um, and uh, we can so from what we know. You know, the deal's not finished, so they can't outwardly say, but it is very clear from the interviews and the stuff with Phil Spencer, who's the head of Xbox uh, and Microsoft. Um, it is very clear that once this deal goes, excuse me, once this deal goes through, uh, Bobby Kotick is out. Yeah, but, I've heard. But here's the thing. June if, 2023. June 2023 and... Here's what people don't think of. They may be happy. Oh, they're going to clear out management. Bobby Kotick is going to stand to make around $300 million when he leaves. Yeah. Now, you know what? That's not there's punishment. Actually, the, there was a report that was actually saying that if – let me – I'm going to um, – I believe that there was a report that was saying that there's actually precedence for the fact that uh, if – um, that three hundred million is based under his old severance deal mm-hmm. under Activision, mm-hmm. and at the time, to- like depending on what day the actual firing occurs on, if he is underneath the uh, new Microsoft structure and he's no longer like the like any sort of executive C suite level. Uh, he gets nothing. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Two questions, actually. A, you and I have lived in this world long enough, and we're we're in the tech industry. We've we've seen things that happen in Silicon Valley and everywhere else. Like, a, how often do rich people get what they deserve? Like, because you don't want to piss yeah. you don't want to piss rich people off, right? Like, uh, the the elite don't want to piss off the elite. And I'm not going to get too political here, but like. When you're a C-level exec that just acquires another company that's massive, are you really going to create that bad blood between – have we ever seen that happen before? So that's question number one. Question number two, before you answer it, I'll just go ahead and say this. Question number two is if you let him stay in a power for another year and you know all these lawsuits happened last year, I mean is it really justice or a punishment for the victims and the people that had to deal with that abuse and all the stuff that he knew about? If he's still in power till 2023 and then gets to leave with any sort of severance? Like, so what it seems like. So, okay. So, for the first part, okay. I'm very, we both know, like, I am extremely pessimistic. I do not believe in people in general for the most part. You don't believe people exist? Of, I just don't believe in people. It does, <laughs> I just don't believe, I don't, I don't like. Alexa gets on me this all the time, but, like, I just am extremely negative in that regard. Like, I normally assume that, especially in positions of power, people are just waiting for the right time to screw you over, in my opinion. Like, I don't think that there is, you know, I'm sure there are nice bosses out there, but I just mean, in general, I think that they're always looking for a way to get one over on you. Anyways, that being said... I, 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 think I agree could, with that statement. I think <laughs> that he's absolutely going to get a severance package. There's just no way he's not going to. He was going to, whether or not the board ousted him and he was going to go to jail with the state of California, 
or this happens, this unprecedented deal happens, and, and Phil Spencer is the one who fires him. Either way, he was going to get one. You were never, like, and I think that that was, as much as I would love for him to be out on his ass and have nothing and everything taken away from him, we don't live in that kind of country. No, yeah. It, that that situation was never going to happen, and it like outside of him potentially like going out and like straight up on television murdering somebody, you know he was going to get a severance. And even then, it, it, that severance that he was going to get might just go to someone else and somehow find its way back to him through some backdoor you, channels. You know like, what? I actually think is going to happen. I think to save Phil Spencer's to save face and not put him in a position where he has to make an awkward decision in the public eye, I think they're going to work on something behind the behind closed doors that's going to allow Kotick to step down before the acquisition finalizes and then so leave with what he has. That's what I think. May- maybe. Yep. I think that so right now the way that, that was my second part is the way the deal is set up right now is that while the deal is going through, uh, Kotick reports directly to Phil Spencer. So he is still technically the CEO of Activision Blizzard, who then reports straight to Phil Spencer. So, you know, regardless of whatever else, the decision still stopped there. Uh, and obviously the board of directors is dissolved at this point. Like, they're not going to be in, in the factor at all. Um, so, personally... What I think, I think that this will be a very telling uh, time for what type of person Phil Spencer actually is. Yes, it's speak volumes. Yes, it will speak volumes about him because for the longest time, up until when when Don Matrick finally left Xbox at the very beginning of Xbox One and Phil Spencer took over. He took over, and he was the front man, and he was the much-needed breath of fresh air that People the Xbox him. brand needed. Everybody loves him. He's like the Yoshi P of uh, of yeah. Microsoft, or the um, you know, or Shu. He's like the Shuhei Yoshida of Microsoft. Is a better example. Yeah. Like everybody loves Shu from PlayStation. He's awesome. He's great. <laughs> yeah. And that Phil Spencer has become that person, and he's been very adamant and forefront about you know, being a good dude and being inclusive and all these things, right? This really will end up, people will figure out very quickly whether or not that was all for show or if if it's for real. And what I mean by that is, Kodak one way or the, or one way or the other is gone. He's yeah, not staying no. with that company. Too much sourness, um, yeah. Yeah, there's. I think there's, there's people that I saw world. speculating that being like, oh, he, he, they might even leave him on like in an advisory role. It's not going to happen. No, like Phil. There was even an uh, well, he, uh, they, an interview. They want to distance themselves from any sort of lawsuit uh, yes. they can have too. Like you don't yeah. want an ongoing lawsuit with that person. Yeah, on there's your there's just not a chance in hell. No. And especially like Microsoft is much better run than Activision Blizzard yes. ever has been. So even in that sense, there there would never be a situation in which Phil or anybody else from Microsoft would call any of those ex- like well, Bobby and be like, "Hey, what's your opinion on blah blah blah?" Think, like think about fucked. your two I don't care. think about your two last C level hires with 
you, you have Phil running Xbox, you have Nadala running Microsoft as a whole, and like he's right. been a game changer, if you will, for that company and turn them in a new direction. Yes, sure. Do you want your next big hire to be Bobby Kotick? Like, there's nobody right. wants so, that. But personally, where I think the biggest thing is going to come from, and, and where we where you will know if change is truly coming, is over the next year. Watch to see what other lower level departures from that company have like happen. Like if you have other lower C levels or upper management, like VPs, whatever the people, anybody who was implicated in that lawsuit, if you see them leave the company, then you will know one thousand percent that that is directly related to Microsoft and whatever Phil Spencer is doing. Um, I just. To your point about being pessimistic, I'm I'm there with you, right? Like I, I don't try to be, but it just comes naturally to me. Um, and my biggest fear and biggest anger point is knowing what happens in a day to day in our society. He is going. I really do think he's going to find a way to step down or leave that company with more money than he can spend in a lifetime. And there will be zero repercussion. And like, look, nope. if you if your lower level like leadership gets fired, it's gonna happen quietly. Or if it happens with any fanfare, it's gonna be like few and far between. You're gonna have to like dig to find it in, in news sources. But like it's gonna mean more to those people's careers than it will ever mean to his. Like he retires with a few million, but probably more so, more like tens to the hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah hundreds, like yeah. say he doesn't get 300 million, what's he gonna get 100 million? Like you're not just gonna sure. go kick back in the what Maldives I, with the, 100 million dollars for the rest of your days? The, the, the problem is, is that, again, like I think the only reason that I don't treat that as a negative, quote unquote, to this deal, is that there was no way that was not going to happen for him. Like, like when you're in that position, like you know, when you're in a C level position, you you there's nothing you can do to not get a six severance package. There's just nothing that you can do. You can drive a company into the ground, and it does not matter. You are getting a severance package. Period. I've always said like, I want to get to a position in my career where I never I can't get fired. They just move me from department to department. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. I think that this is the the quote unquote like the sweetest victory we could get because there is no one after like people had to deal with Bobby because of the company that he had, right? He owns Activision Blizzard. No matter whether or not somebody thinks Bobby is a scumbag, whether or not people fucking hate dealing with you know, whatever it is. The IP that he owned as a, like as that whole was too great for anybody to ignore. Now, even if he decided that he somehow wanted to try to get weasel his way back into the gaming industry, a no one's going to touch that PR with a ten foot pole, so that's not going to happen. He won't be able to do like a silent investor thing because people are always the internet will always find out, and you will you'll never survive that PR blast that happens. On the third side, the other thing is then he's like, well, I've done it before. I'll try it again. I'll just, you know, see if I can't make an acquisition and start another company and, you know, go from there. There is no company that he could buy that anybody's going to give a fuck about, like, from an acquisition standpoint that, like, say he turns around and buys, 
I don't know. He tried to buy Sega or some shit. I love Sega games. Everybody here knows that. That would be suicide for all of those IP, like the yeah. people in that company. If they let that deal go through, all that would happen is that everybody would go, I'm not playing Sega games anymore. Because at the very least, at the, you know, at the worst case, like I love Yakuza. I will absolutely stop playing that series forever if that's what happened. Like, it's really easy, the same way that I did Blizzard games, except the, the difference here is that Blizzard and Activision games have way more of a cult following than, like, or cult-like following, I should say, than anything that Sega does. Outside Sega, of Sonic. Like, people will look at Sonic, people will look at Sonic and Yakuza and go, get fucked, see you later. Okay, so let me, let me ask you this question. I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. Sure. So, acquisition date comes and passes. Bobby's not gone yet. A couple of months later, Bobby leaves with this nice severance package. It uh-huh. looks like Phil may not be the man we thought he was. Then what? Hey, look, that man. Right that's then I literally. That. I have hope. The, no, I, I get it. But but look, we're consulting here. So then the question becomes, then what? I think at that point, people really have to vote with their wallet. Yeah. You're going to vote uh, against me Xbox pers- as a whole with your wallet? Well, hey, so. man, look, for, like I said, for me personally, I that that would probably be the end of me wanting to play any of their games uh, and own their hardware, just straight up. Like, if if it came out and then when people questioned Phil and said, hey, you know, People are a little upset. You've been very much a voice of, you know, power in this area and trying to be inclusive and all these things. And if you decided that you wanted to tell everybody to get fucked because what are you going to do? Not play any of our games? Good luck, asshole. Um, Yeah, that's what I won't do. I won't play any of your games. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, straight up. Like, look, here's the thing. Yeah, not only that, but like, and this might be like (laughs) old like quote unquote old gamer privilege here but like i've got more than enough to satiate this fucking hobby that i have and if all it meant was that i got rid of my xbox and just took whatever sony was feeding me as far as new stuff is concerned and then just played old stuff uh great that's fine i can do that like i here's the thing and that's coming from somebody who has been very open about the fact that i think microsoft has been the way that i've been leaning over the last couple years um they've made great business decisions and they've been making acquisitions that i would like to see the only thing missing in my opinion is them buying a like a good japanese developer um to sort of help in that market and they they would be I, I think that their their system is more fun for me to use at this current time. I like interacting with their systems more. I think that Game Pass is one of the most consumer friendly things that we've ever seen in this industry. I don't know how long it'll stay like that. I'm very clear. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, talk, I, we'll talk about that next. That'll be our next question. Yeah, but I, but as of right now, Game Pass is one of the most consumer friendly things that's ever happened in this industry. And especially after the rough launch that happened to the Xbox one, it's kind of hard to not want like to, to not celebrate this W right. Like 
of a console, I mean, not this acquisition, but like just I think we celebrate they've this done acquisition. very well. I mean, it's a big it's a big move. Look, it is. It's I, cool. I will say that I, I'm very happy this acquisition is happening because I think I can speak for all of us here that Blizzard has played such a big part in our lives for a long time. It was disappointing to have to make the moral decisions that we decided to make against playing their games. And now, and I'll have a caveat here, but now I can get back to feeling okay if they if Microsoft handles this the way they should. So that, that, yeah, I was gonna say. So what do you that, what do you? So my biggest fear, I I, as of now, I trust and I trust Microsoft, and that's coming from somebody who's not a I'm not a PC per like yes I have a PC I'm not a Microsoft person like I've talked about this on the podcast before like I'm an Apple yeah. person I have a Mac computer and so on. Um, and I, I, my PlayStation was my primary console for a long time. But if you look at the way Microsoft has moved in the past seven, eight, nine years, especially under Nadala and then the the gaming side with with Phil and everything else, they've moved in such a positive way, and they've shown that Microsoft is willing to innovate and change what they're known for. And I really respect that. And Phil has been so open to his to the player base as a whole, and they've been so. Um, Open to feedback and yeah, like, criticism. Uh, and everything. They've been so vocal in the back and forth conversation. They've listened to feedback and and they've worked to make it better. I do think that they've done more for the developers than they ever did under Bomber. Steve came out and was like, "Oh, you know, we're here for developers." Like he was not. Steve yeah. Bomber was not. And great. Especially under Don Matrix. Yeah, and I, I think that now under Phil, they actually have been. They've done a lot to make the developer lifestyle and and cycle better and monetary gains better. They've done great for indie games. So I trust that this is going to be a good acquisition for Microsoft. With that being said, this is the biggest, I think, the biggest moral test that Phil or anybody in gaming is ever going to have because there is a lot of pressure here to do the right thing. There is a lot of money to to say you 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 can do what you want because really at the end of the day, like, to your point, Christian, you said you would vote with your wallet, and I agree. We, I would too, and Preston, I think you would as well. We've talked about that here in the past, but you can't tell an entire world to boycott. Yeah, my, yeah. I mean, the, the, it's Microsoft and Sony, here's, right? Like in, in Nintendo, I guess. But here, here's what I'll before before Preston goes. I just want to say, like the one the the reason that I am a little optimistic to lead into what I believe is going to be Preston's message of hope is <laughs> Preston is the positive um, one between the three yeah, of us. The little piece of optimism I have is that a lot of times when acquisitions like this happen, there's a lot of times where sea level people are kept intact because the mentality is that these are the people that got the company to where it is today. Right. Um, in Activision Blizzard's case, that is a negative place. It's not good. Like, that's not something that you want to be known well, Q, for. Blizzard was great before Activision bought them, too. Keep that in mind. Sure, yes. But that's but that damage has been done, right? Like, that's, you know. And so there's point one in favor of probably getting rid of a lot of these people. But also, two, Microsoft is the bigger company, right? And so, like, sure. I've been personally, in my professional life, I've been a part of uh, the on on the acquisition side where I was the bigger company that ate up you know, a smaller one. And each one of those times, now again, it was a totally different industry. It was like, you know, private tech. So it wasn't like the gaming industry. But in that situation, the C-level suite and upper management of that 
smaller company were the people that ended up getting canned, and it was the workforce that was kept because we already had our management suite. Like that, we already had those people. So the roles that we found to be redundant were those ones in upper management and C-level. We don't need you. We've done, we we have that. What we need were the workers. Well, the, ex- the, the execution team has done nothing wrong. The execution team has actually done their job very well. It right. has been the C-level team that, you know. Is, so, is so, that's, probably, yeah. so that's my point. So yeah. like that's the little thing of hope that I have is that, there is going to be a moment where, f- from the Activision Blizzard side, when Microsoft is pulling them in, and once the ink dries on this deal, there's got there's going to be a little bit of looking inward where they're going. We are not going to be paying two vice presidents of game development, or you know, or or IP development, when we have this person right here who's with our company, Gangbusters, and yeah. Why the fuck would I pay for this person who apparently might be mentioned in this lawsuit? You know what I mean? Like there's just <laughs> yeah. it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't make business sense to do that. And as we know, especially in today's corporate culture, like money's the driver. And I think that if you if you're spending let's just call it what it is, sixty nine billion dollars. You can round up to seventy, it's fine. Just say seventy. Seventy billion. No, see, the thing is, is that is that the, the billion is like one billion is so much that I feel like rounding up anything more than the point three that I just did is too too much. It's, like it's, that's it's a whole lot closer to a, seventy than it is to sixty five. I said sixty nine. No, I know. I'm just saying it's yeah. it's fine. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. Anyway, so but. If you if you're spending that much money, not saying that Microsoft obviously doesn't have capital to blow because it does. It's one of the biggest companies in the world, but you you aren't just going to let yourself hemorrhage money in that way. But that's all right. But anyway, Preston, hit us with the optimism. What do you? What would you? <laughs> My what, what are you? What are you thinking about with this deal? Where are you at with if it goes south? Are you going to end up throwing your Xbox One so, out the window? This deal is one of those few things that I have family members and friends who don't give a shit about something I love, know I love it, and then send me the article like, did you hear? I'm like, I heard that like a day or two ago, or like even my friend was like, did you hear about this? I'm like, yeah, I heard I heard it when the Kotaku announced it like four minutes after they did. It's, it's going to be posted somewhere on my Facebook, in my Instagram, like I follow too much video game shit to not have it shoved in my face. Um, it's, it's a big thing. Obviously the, the price itself lets you know that even if you don't know anything about Microsoft or any of these video game companies, you know, that price means the world yeah. uh, as far as like what that means to the actual industry. Like we mentioned star Wars, that was a single digit billion. Marvel's a single deal pigeon. I think star Wars got into double, but, um, yeah, it means a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, you're not going to find out what happens for another two years as far as what the actual change could be. And even then, that's only when it starts. Um, but there will be things kind of happening because it's Activision Blizzard. There's already shit going down with that company. Uh, so that's already in the wings as well as far as lawsuits and things going on with that company. Um, when I think about it, um, all I can think is that Blizzard to a point was slightly dead to me. Um, I had to make it be that um, because of how much I loved Blizzard. Um, obviously, I wasn't like a big Diablo 2 fan, but Diablo 3 was like, I love the shit out of that game. Like, there's, I can't talk more worlds about how much I had 
time, much fun time I have in that game. Not to mention, I love Overwatch, um, World of Warcraft, whatever, didn't get me here and there, but that real-time strategy of Warcraft uh, 2 and 3, I loved. Um, Starcraft, we all know anything with Star in front of it, Preston will probably fucking love. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and say it out loud. Uh, but Starcraft is also, I feel, one of my... Later on, we might have a cut topic talking about our best games of all time, but uh, StarCraft is definitely um, definitely on top of that. But it's sad to say that like, when one of my friends, old friends, like let's say his name is Ben, uh, Christian. Uh, Did you just make up a name and make it Ben? No. Okay. That's not the actual <laughs> name. Um, I was trying to figure <laughs> out if I want to say like just not okay, his first name. Or, let's just yeah, say his no. name is uh, it's Ben. It's it's Ben. Let's <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's just been, let's just go ahead. It's just a generic enough name. It's, it, yeah, it's fine. Um, but like, he's like, yeah, we're going to play Starcraft again. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I just, I just can't now. Yeah. Like with everything going on. And he's like, okay, I understand. I'm like, I'm, I'm so, I really want to play with you, man. <laughs> but like, I just can't, I just can't bring myself. There's too many other things I could do with my time. And, uh, given that company, my time is not, uh, worth it. One of my favorite games of all time. I wanted to play, even though it's a bad port. I would have loved to have bought it and had fun with it, which is rock and roll racing. It was a part of the blizzard arcade yep. collection that came out I think, on PS4 and, uh, Xbox 360, uh, Xbox one, 360, Xbox one. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, me, I can enjoy a bad port. It, you we certainly all know this can. Within recent yeah. history. <laughs> I would have probably really enjoyed that rock and roll racing port, but I, I didn't even bother. Uh, Diablo two remastered came out. One of my favorite my games of all time. And I ignored them. it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And look, man, all I'll say is this. If Phil actually does do what he's supposed to do and cleans house in that you're regard, on Diablo too. My, I'm yeah. back. Diablo's back, baby. <laughs> I oh, will dude. I, I can I can pull back out the uh WoW collector's editions I have hidden in a closet right now. Oh yeah, and leave them on your that. on your bookshelves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can now display them properly. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back to them. Um but yeah, it's just there's a lot of history there with me and Blizzard. Um, Activision, not so much. I mean, don't be wrong. I do love me some Tony Hawk. We finally got the good remake uh, that we deserved, and uh, it was sad to hear that they went back there to kind of help them out with the uh, either the new Diablo or Diablo it's Two remake. Too, but yeah, vicarious visions. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's nice to know that Microsoft now owns that company. Microsoft can now have that team do what they want to do, and guess what? You would know, be a great idea for that company to do for their next game other than help out Diablo 2. Their own thing. We make the next fucking Spyro 4? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, they just need to do their <laughs> own thing, if man. I don't, if I don't get a Spyro, yeah. I will yeah. boycott Microsoft in my wallet. Yeah. They have, they've, they've earned the right to do their own game. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough, too. Like A company like that should be able to do their own game. Um, but they do also own those yep. IPs, so yeah, a new Spyro is totally available in the works. Um, same thing with Tony Hawk, but I mean, Vicarious could do it. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of other games within that mist, but I, I think that the goodwill that Microsoft, Xbox, not just Microsoft, but Xbox has brought me within the past handful of years just speaks volumes to what this could bring me hope So for. do you think uh, not- if, if, if for whatever reason it does not go the way we are hoping... And well, you're already going down the pessimistic. Oh, point, what I'm asking, I just want to know, like, so where point. is your head? Like, would you, would you then make Microsoft as dead as Blizzard is to us right now, or would you? Sure, I mean, but it, it's 
I want to say it's different, but it's not at that point because now you have new heads who are okay with what yeah. you're not like okay even- with. Right. So of course, yes, you do like alienate it, but like also I've never been the biggest Xbox guy. Like, hey, Halo, Halo was your number one right? game of the year last year, Preston. It was not my number was it one not? game. It was of like the number year. two or three. It was way up there. No, yeah, it, was it was like way four up or there. five. Number one was not mm. that. Buddy, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's it was in the middle as far as I love my multiplayer. But I did not hear about anybody working in that game, which had like horrible things with sexual harassment or anything of that nature beyond that yeah. assault. Um, but yeah, it's it's a possible good sign. Um, and the signs that I'm seeing are ones that I've seen before with Xbox. As far as we'll talk about him again, boy, Phil Spency. I just, yeah. this man can almost do no wrong in my book at this point. If he does, I'll come back to these words and we'll talk about it. But this man, it just, to me, is like, I mean, dude, like, let's, like, of we gaming. just like, keep it super real. Like he saved the Xbox brand. Like it was in the toilet. It was doing bad. Like it's these these consoles. To be fair, even without like the cool CEOs like Phil Spency and Reggie Watts, oh, right, Reggie uh, Phil Amaze, uh Watts. Um, but uh, the the console structure, as far as populator, always dips and dives. Yeah. Right. PS3 was hot, and then Xbox 360 came in, so that was hot. And then PS3 got better, so PS4 was on top, and then Xbox One went down, and then now we got Xbox coming back on top. And Alex with his coot puppo, and I'm seeing over here. Um, but yeah, it's. This fluctuation happens all the time. Nintendo comes on top for a year or two with a Switch when it first came out with Zelda and Mario. Like, it, there's just there's fluctuations all over the place when it comes to like who we are enjoying more within a certain small amount of time. But it's Xbox recently, even though they don't have a lot of new IPs and they're coming new fun stuff as far as what their games are going to be. We did get Halo recently, which is a lot of fun. Um, we are getting exclusives, which are like a uh, Nobody saves the worlds I'm playing right now um, from Drinkbox Studios, which is only on PC and Xbox. The next Elder Scrolls is going to um, be trust exclusive. Trust me, I would I, I would have bought that on PlayStation, even though I was on Game Pass. I would have bought it on PlayStation to keep my Drinkbox Platinum thing going. But I'm, I'm okay. I'll just get my achievements and so. Not so don't go too far down this road because that's going to lead into our next question in a second. There's a lot. Of questions we have a lot. Here. We have okay, a lot so of questions. As far as here, that's yes, concerned. My last statements will be that I I do feel very optimistic about this. Um, My goodwill with Xbox mainly being with seeing how the company has been run recently with Game Pass, um, doing a phenomenal job with that and the IPs they own and companies they've owned since then, uh, rolling that into the Game Pass uh, with Bethesda and the like. I I see great things to come. It's just going to take a while to see them. And we just have to, I have to keep sucking it up. Like I, Overwatch 2 is not going to come out for a very long time, no matter what, because but of it may come out going now. down. But it, up I would, I would, it, but it may actually that? come out now, because before I think it was really up in the air. Um, with all the shit going down, like development has pretty mm-hmm. much stopped on it for I heard. Um, so we'll see. And if let's say I don't want to put it all on Phil Spencer, because he's not the only person making decisions at fucking Microsoft and Xbox. But I will say that he's the face yeah. of Xbox right now. Um, I would love to see what that company will do with this company. And I do hope for the best. I, I hope that when I hope that when overwatch two comes out and when Diablo four comes out, I will be okay with playing these games. Cause before this all went down, I was hyped for these yep. games, but now, okay. 
I could give two shits. So I have you're at, you're you're leading into our next question. Before we do, though, I just want to say, you know, Christian, to your point, you said it's not like Microsoft doesn't have money to throw around. Um, I didn't realize this, but Microsoft slowly has become the number two market cap in the world behind Apple. Uh, it was Amazon yeah. for a while, and True. there was uh, Google up there for a bit, but Microsoft has stealthily become number two. Um, to put this into yeah. perspective for anybody that just wants to know, the money they just spent could buy you Sherwin Williams, could buy you, um, yeah, the Sherwin Williams, a paint company, could buy you Uber. One gallon of paint. Could buy you Uber, could buy you BMW <laughs> if you wanted. Um, That's wild. This amount of money could also buy things like, I had a few others, NetEase, which is a... Uh, NetEase, we talked about that a long time ago with uh, Tencent. They're a huge online game company. Yep. Um, Moderna, yeah, yeah. people know the name there, so you can buy the entirety of Moderna. You all know that name. You can buy, buy FedEx with some money left over just for fun. Yeah, that'd be a waste of fucking just money. Just for fun. Um, yeah. All it is is people that they just jump on your packages <laughs> and smash them before they leave them at your door. You could buy uh, <laughs> Capital One. Just, just for funsies, if you wanted to own uh, financial, What's you could buy wallet? Walmart if you wanted. That's, that's huge. I would. Right? So I'm just. You know what? I would, and now I'd. Yeah, first I would, and I'd shut it down. First of all, there's not a single <laughs> yeah, person on this call that wouldn't be more than happy to have the value of Walmart. As I may not ever set foot in one of those places, but I would take that passive income. No, I would be very spiteful. I would shut it down. <laughs> just burn it to the ground. I have a very spiteful yeah. relationship like, with this we're fucking I, company. I, I, I'd be like, we're taking all of the profit and all the salaries from the CEOs and other people. I'm giving them as one-time giant payouts to the rest of the workforce, and then I'm closed. I'm shuttering every store. I have not stepped foot. Just so I don't have to I, I have honestly again. not stepped foot in a Walmart in six years. Like, I can legitimately start yeah, to about six time. years. Yeah, I would still, it's not worth I would it. I take that past You don't have income. to. Surprising, right? So, so here's (laughs) let's get to question number two. I have a lot of questions tonight. So, um, you're pressing, you started to lead into it, which is okay. So, now that Microsoft has done this, and we kind of know why, right? Mm -hmm. Like, look, they're moving towards Game Pass and everything else, but like, what does this mean for Microsoft? Where are we going to start to see some of this come to fruition? And what do we think the strategy was? For Microsoft to make this acquisition because in the I was gonna say well, because there's so much baggage attached to these names right now. Yeah. So why? So Preston, yeah, if you want to kick things off, go ahead. Sure. Continue. Yeah. Um, first off, you have the IPs. Um, and then if you need that goodwill that we've been talking about for so long, you now say, Yep, Bobby's out. Bullshit, fuck you, fuck boy Bobby's out, right? We got a couple of guys out that were part of this lawsuit. The lawsuit's kind of washed over. We kind of cleaned house, if you will. Let's say that kind of happens, right? Glass half full guy right here. You're telling me that now that Microsoft <clears throat> and the people that are still within Blizzard Activision, or Blizzard at this point, are now doing the next uh, Diablo. And guess what? They're looking into doing StarCraft because they want to please Preston. <laughs> um Starcrafty is an idea, and they'd have some concept art, maybe, of Marines fighting Zerg, yeah, with some Protoss people with blades hands. It's the whole thing is like um, they could take these IPs and bring back that good faith, the same way we got good faith back with Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remake. Like the last like handful of Tony Hawk games had diminishing returns 
got a little weirder, got a little not as great. And then all of a sudden we got that last one, which was just broken garbage that got shipped out the door too early and got people crunched into hell. And it was just horrible. And then we got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Um, the reason why they're making all these acquisitions is because when I look back at a handful of companies, right? Let's say the top three. We got the big three, right? Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. They're making the consoles. They have these big IPs. Nintendo's got their Marios and blah, 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 Zeldas, blah, blah, blah. PlayStation has their God of Wars. Uh, now their Horizon. Um, and a handful of other they have their Naughty Dog. IPs yeah. like Last of Us. Yeah, whatever next Naughty Dog thing Insomniac. is. Insomniac. <clears throat> Insomniac with their Spider-Mans. And uh, you, got, you got a bunch of stuff, right? Um, and you have Xbox, which has their Halo and their Gears of War to me. That's Period. Pretty much it. The State of Decay is there. They don't um, have big tentpole things. Like there. They, they, there are exclusives yeah, to their platform, but there's no, nothing <clears throat> yes. nothing on the level of Halo and Gears outside I'd of say Halo. Halo, Halo or Gears now. Would be about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But now you have... All the Blizzard games we talked about a thousand yep. times over. I'm not going to repeat them. But you also have all the Bethesda games, which present the last like grab they got, which was you know the Fallout, the new Obsidian uh, Starfinder is going to be the yeah. new thing. Elder Scrolls, um, and then yeah, yeah, it's Elder Scrolls. Like all these games that you're going to get from them, Fallout's that are now, if they want to, just for Xbox or. When you boot up a PlayStation, there might have to be something about Microsoft Studios. And that's Fallout. what happens when you boot up Minecraft. And they're still making money. Yep. yep. So that's the thing. The big pull is, A, either they get their own IPs, which is known as Microsoft. Why you get the Xbox box is because now, let's say without Game Pass, those were exclusives. But now with Game, Game Pass, they might not be exclusive, but you already pay for Game Pass. Why would you not play it on Xbox? Yep. It's already free, free there. So, so, here's, so Preston, it's here's what I'll say. Do you think, sorry, Christian, no, no, go ahead. I, so Preston, do you think, cause that's a concern. Are they going to make these exclusive? So I, ha- I, I don't think that's a concern. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the, how they're going to say. I have, an, I, I have an idea too. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Any game that has a multiplayer functionality or microtransactions. Cause you, you can just look at history and see how they're going to do this. Everybody was really worried when they bought up Mojang that they were going to make Minecraft an exclusive and it was going to be this thing. And it's like, hey, if you want your kid to play Minecraft, you got to get a fucking Xbox. What did they do? The exact opposite of that. They said, it can go everywhere. We do not care because what do people make money off of in Minecraft? On the back end, it's the microtransactions. It's It's the little creator packs. It's the fucking little things that you buy on the side and all of that. Everybody is now worried. They're like, well, oh, my God, Call of Duty is going to be exclusive. It's not. Warzone, it, it, it can't, no. Call of Duty. It can't be. You you just spent $70 billion. You have to make that money back somehow. But that's the – so any, any game that has a microtransaction model or a multiplayer functionality, they are absolutely going to let go everywhere else. They are not going to care. It does not matter to them because all of that money is going to funnel into them. Whether you buy microtransactions on a PlayStation, on a Nintendo – Wherever, it's going to funnel back to them. Where they are going to make exclusives is anything that they deem to be a large, mostly single-player experience. 
which we've already Don't seen, is which... 100% agree with that. Elder Scrolls Six is an exclusive. I was going to say, do you think they're going to do timed, okay. or are they going to do straight out of the game no. exclusives? They're going to do... They're just going to do exclusives. Because... Here's the thing. They people bitch at them all the time about not having games. You don't have exclusives. That's why I don't fuck with your consoles because you don't give me a reason to own it. And so there's no reason for me to do it. When they make these big single player games where where there's no money to be made on the back end, right? Like Elder Scrolls 6 is not going to have some giant microtransaction model that would benefit them to also allow it to be on a PlayStation or yeah, or no. a Switch. It's not going to happen. As far as you know. I mean, the Switch me, couldn't run br- that game bring anyway. Bring me my NFTs, Souls please. Yeah. But it's not, right? <laughs> yeah, don't it's not going to happen. We don't so even talk about they're episode, going to, so, so they made the decision to make that an exclusive because it's worth more money to them to make what they're going to make on the software side and then use that game to then leverage and pump up hardware sales, right? Or just get more people in the ecosystem in general. So you absolutely are going to see them do this with single player games. Like, dude, they're going, I guarantee you, if you have a game like, you know, I mostly all of Blizzard stuff is, is online, but yeah, that's all. But thing, yeah. any of Activision, so like like Spyro, Crash, they will absolutely make those exclusives, a hundred percent. So let me let me throw you a curveball and just get your opinion because on because it. what benefit what benefit do they get outside of making some random person who owns only a PlayStation happy yeah. that they got to play Spyro on it? They get no benefit from that. So zero. L- l- let me ask you a question. Sales. Well, no, well, sales just, the software sale goes to PlayStation. I, I want your opinion on it. What if, and this is from the dark corners of the internet, what if Microsoft actually wants out of the console game because they're really going towards a game pass and a stream-based service, right? If they truly want to become the Netflix of of gaming, right? What if they, if, well, hold on, what if they use these exclusives to then force, like, and if they keep acquiring people, to force Sony's hand to say, we want to bring these games to your console, but the only way we're doing it is if you allow Game Pass on PlayStation. The reason that I don't think that will happen... Never happen. If it does, it will be after Spill Spencer leaves the company. Okay. It's because Spill he's been very, yes, like, he's been very clear. <laughs> yeah. He's been very clear that they have no desire to get out of the hardware game and that the, the next Xbox is already in development. Like... They absolutely want to have a box for as long as boxes are in your living room. Yeah. Existing, they want yeah. to have a box in your living for room. Sure. Like, yeah. period. And so I think that there's, yeah, there's, you don't have to worry about that. They have my next big brain prediction for what they're going to do and what this means is outside of all that exclusive stuff, which they're absolutely going to do for single player games. Uh, or big enough single player games, I should say. The other thing they do, I think that they are absolutely fucking crazy enough. They are going to get rid of the World of Warcraft subscription and tie it into a Game Pass Ultimate subscription. That would if be you subscribe, that, that would that I, I don't even know how to put that into words. That would be one of the biggest moves to come to MMOs because think about as it as a whole, and it would revitalize just, that game one hundred percent. They just yeah, re, they sure. just released. That there are 25 million Game Pass subscribers. Yeah. 5 million Between, active. Because why wow. not? Yeah. And there's only 5 million active. Wow. 
you dump that to what let's assume that there's no crossover there's probably a little bit but let's assume there's no crossover you have now jumped up the population to that game of 30 million player potential players and you're looking at them and saying hey guess what you don't actually have to do anything you're already paying for this. Yeah. You literally just have to press the download. That, now, that I also has, think... That has to create tiers, though, right? There's no way that happens and you don't all of a sudden have Game Pass Standard, Game no, Pass Platinum, Game Pass Gold, you know? They, all you have right now is Game Pass Console, right. Game Pass PC, right. or Game Pass Ultimate, right. which is both. Then why not? They will absolutely tie this into Game Pass Ultimate and say, if you are subscribing at the level that you are... You have an Xbox, and you have a PC, and you are using us as your primary... You're paying us monthly to do this. We are just going to... Here's your WoW sub. Would that be... Here you would, go. Do you think that'd be more than WoW, StarCraft, and everything else? I think that you... Especially because WoW has its own uh, internal store now, like the little microtransaction store. Mm-hmm. It absolutely pays for itself, hands over fist. Think about this: you get it, even if you get a you know a small percentage retention rate, even if you jump the game up from five million to ten million people, and then out of that new five million people, you get two million of them to buy a thirty dollar mount on that store. That you just you you pr- you printed money for free because you own it. You own that game. You did. You did nothing except give people access Stop, to that game. Don't. So, and and do you think? Do, do you don't do you foresee this coming please. then to console and absolutely? Being, I do. Like, because because yep. imagine, I say, imagine because the repercussion it, that would be to the entire MMO world of things like Final Fantasy and other stuff. I I honestly so think that could kill everything except Final Fantasy, and you would be down to just a few. MMO. Because here's the thing, 14 is is coming to the Xbox. Like Phil, they've paid for that deal. Yep. It is just it got delayed because of the obviously with COVID and then the stuff going on with Endwalker, the yeah. troubles that were happening there in the studio. They had to delay it. But Yoshi P and that team have said categorically we are there is going to be a version of this game that launches on Xbox. Yeah, I personally think that it'll probably be somewhere in this patch cycle, like before what ends up being 10.0 uh, for that game. But they've said straight up, it's coming to the console. So, but Phil has already made that move. Like he, he did that with them, but now that he owns this, there is not a chance in hell that, especially when he's watching the work be done from the Square Enix side, now that he owns his own extremely, for whatever, I mean, you know, our personal feelings about WoW aside, an extremely popular one of those types of games, there is not a chance in hell that he's going to look at people and say, you need to own a PC to play this game. I will say it's two things. It is either going to come to console or it will be uh, an xCloud game. You'll be able to play it on xCloud. Okay. So let's let's take this, before we move on to the next question, let's take this even further because I've thought about what does this mean for Microsoft. And I want to know what you think about this one. This was, this was just me and my brain didn't see this on the internet. 
just thinking through some of the IPs they gain. I think this goes above and beyond what most people are talking about initially in video games and the metaverse. Um, remember just the general content. We now have a Halo show coming to Paramount+. Plus. There's yep. a Diablo show in the works, either going to Netflix or Hulu, I forget which one, and that's actually up in the air now with this deal. Um, you're getting things like Skylanders that you could easily create content and visual media out show. of. Yep, you sure. have a, I think they did at one point. You have yeah. so much in this. The current market price of Paramount Plus is a cool two billion. That's it. That's that's this chump change. It's nothing. So yeah. cheap. What do you I have that in my bank account today? What do you think the chances are <laughs> that either one of two things happens? Microsoft acquires a Paramount or just turns somebody like a Paramount into their exclusive partnership, meaning that Microsoft now, along with their That's office all. suite of content and their gaming system, now has that multimedia piece that you could then even combine with or add a tier to Game Pass and have games and because and it, it it's not crazy given that I think this acquisition is less about becoming one of the biggest game companies in the world and more about becoming one of the biggest content providers. Yes. yes, right. Where it's not a, it's not I, a console war anymore. Somebody had a great quote, and it's like this is no longer about no, consoles. Yeah. It's it's now about content. I was talking yeah. about Christian about this earlier. It's like this is like I feel. Game Pass is almost damn near bigger than Netflix at this point. Like as far as like the content you're providing and the quality you're getting. Yes. Ne- Netflix, Netflix is pretty epic good. We joke to be it's fair. Netflix of gaming, which is eh, sometimes Netflix pisses me off with the things they yeah, don't, they don't have, have everything. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But but I mean, you know, there's I don't think they're they're not gonna compete against Netflix. But I mean, I really no. think that this has big repercussions for that media suite because if you I, became an exclusive partner with Paramount or just bought them. Now all of a sudden that changes everything from. I think, I think that that ac- acquisition will happen. Not of Par- maybe Paramount, of a media company. Paramount's at some cheap, point. and they're already doing stuff with them. Is the only reason I said that. But it doesn't have to be. But I, yeah. But I think that like a media company for sure. But I think that it will only be after one of a couple of these internal like shows actually does something right like they're not going to go they're not going to go and acquire a media company when every single video game thing that they've ever done not just them as microsoft but just period like video game shows are garbage they never work out they always get canceled they never ever get renewed they never turn a profit they never get the ratings they're supposed to get they never get the reviews that people want any of it Microsoft is not going to do that until one of these or a couple of these shows that they internally develop or hire, like externally, whatever. If they have a hand in the development, if a couple of those shows pop off, they will absolutely do it. Because then they will say, okay, we found the right group of people. Like, we finally look like we might be making the right decisions in this area. There's no way you're going to spend $2 billion on a Paramount Plus to just have it house a bunch of your, like, um, uh, a memoriam of your failed no, trash that nobody but, watches. But you wouldn't, right? You would spend $2 billion on a Paramount Plus to have the entire Paramount library as a, as a multimedia platform there. Sure. And that alone 
would finance any new project you would want to do. But are people at, really at out no here cost. subbing for Paramount Plus? I would personally say no, but it, to be fair, yes. But to be, f- it's got Nickelodeon. It's got Nickelodeon. They've had some Star Trek. I was gonna say they have the Star Trek show, which is huge. They also have the McGruber. the Da Vinci Code show. I forget the name of it now and whatever. But like, is there a lot? McGruber. Is there a lot? No. But again, it's cheap. And if you're using that as a way to finance some of the projects Very that cheap. you want to do, and you're using that to say, hey, here is a value add onto our service at no extra cost. You get this built in, like that's a pretty decent I value. I probably still add. wouldn't even sign into it. It's part Game Pass, yeah. Like here's the, I just, I think you, you have to, it, it has to be worth somebody's time, right? Like, sure. And and it and it needs to be more than one thing. Like for instance, when that one started, the CBS one, Peacock, right? Yeah. When they started, their big thing was yo. We have unreleased office footage. The show that you love to watch. Can't stop it. And you you and we've got unreleased bloopers that you can only see on Peacock. So just sub, just get your subs in, and we you can watch it immediately. And you know what happened? Nobody fucking cared. Everybody just waited for one hero to sub to it and rip it all online and put it on the internet and YouTube. (laughs) They wash it there once, laughed at the bloopers, and said, you know what? I'm going to go to iTunes or I'm going to go to some digital place and I'm going to buy Office. So whenever I want to watch it, I don't have to deal with fucking stupid ass Peacock and I can just move on. Like that's my So question though. Paramount Plus has 4.3 million subscribers. If that was a value add and it captured an extra half a million to a million people that subscribe to Game Pass now, are you telling me that's not worth it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I it just, I think that you, it, it also comes down to the image that Xbox is trying to build right now. Like, they have been sprinting as far away from the TV, 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 E3 that they did, where all they did was talk about TV all of the fucking time. And they've been running as far away from that as they can since, you know, that six years ago, E3, whatever it was. And who knows? Maybe they're ready to revisit wait, it. Wait, like maybe the-, the world has changed since that. That's, that's, that's totally true. Yeah. It, it they very well could revisit it. I think that it's going to take. I think it's going to take some big successes in that area before they decide that it's worth it for them to toss their branding on it and be like, "This is now an Xbox show," okay. or you know, whatever. So like, so I was gonna say. So then, let me finish up this question with a very simple one: Where will we see this acquisition? appear first like what are we going to see come from it first it'll be you you won't we're not going to see a single thing come from it until the ink dries no no i get that but like when it happens what do you think oh first day first day they're rolling they're rolling the wow sub into game pass okay preston do you you have a a guess on where do you think we're going to see it first i think they might be holding off one of their big tent poles for this acquisition to drop so a new game i think even my well, maybe even one announced. Okay. So maybe they're holding back a little bit for Diablo 4 or Overwatch 2 because those games are already yep. in development hell at the moment. So like they're talking about this acquisition will be somewhat pretty much finalized. I think what we have heard was like June 2023, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we essentially got 
roughly a little bit over a year now, which is weird to say. Okay. Um, so let's give those games another year of development. Do you think those games will actually be done by that time if they go full balls to the wall, normal development like speed? Maybe. Uh, for what I know about Overwatch 2, there's a lot of rehaul that was being done that. That's been had a lot of a uh, kind of flip-flops on what that game was supposed to be. Um, and then Diablo 4, we saw a lot of gameplay. I think that game was pretty I much... Think, I, really I, really I think Diablo 4 is close. Yeah, I agree. So that's something you could drop like, hey, yeah. Diablo 4, we said it was coming to this, this, and that. Um, I don't know if they even mentioned consoles. I think they did mention consoles. Yeah, it will. Um, so, but day one... On Xbox Game Pass. Okay. Yep. I I think this is so dumb. I think the first place you're going to see it could be before the ink dries, but it has Smile. to be after they've they've passed any antitrust cases, right? Like if they if they make it pass and it goes through. Um I think the first place we're going to see it is Activision Blizzard inspired Halo gear on the Battle Pass. World of Warcraft inspired pauldrons for your for your master chief oh, suit or whatever like that'd be fun yeah but no that's not totally well because i think that would be that's, that, yeah, that's gonna be way say, that would be huge for them to have some of those crossovers in the battle pass it would yeah. be but you're gonna you would need 343 to start that work on that and there's no way yeah. that they're going to, to already chop up their already let's be honest extremely tight schedule they've created for themselves not now new event got cyber stuff got Mohawk not now but out. i think yeah you know the, the visor's off center not now but i think that <laughs> I think you could see that come pretty quickly if this go, if this yeah. passes. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, be a lot of fun stuff. Hey, guess what? Give me a Microsoft. Give me a Microsoft Smash. Ooh, you want to know my big brain thing? Okay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until let's do yeah. fighting game. I'm going to say, yeah, that'd be oh, wait, sick. Wait, Christian, wait till Killing Strength, the new one. Yo, and then you get characters <laughs> coming in. You get yes. Fallout guy, dude. You get Spyro. Oh, As like a raptor looking I'm, dude, like a little bit yeah. more demonic. Yeah. Oh man, Killer Instinct is gonna have fun with these IPs. I'm telling you yeah, guys. Yeah, I just good. thought about that. I mean, think, think about think about like here again, and some of that stuff would be perfect for Killer Instinct. Yeah. Well, so speaking oh, yeah. of Starcraft, I'm telling you, 2025, if not a little bit later, but 2025 is what I'm thinking. They've already Microsoft already has proven track record of using Creative Assembly to make RTSs work really fucking well on console they are absolutely going to to either Put re-release two. starcraft two. one and two for consoles for the first time and let them show up on xbox and play through that way and that will then get the hype and excitement and they are going to give preston a starcraft 3 they're going oh. to give preston a starcraft Sooner it'll happen starcraft always goes the way of like hey multiplayer will hold us back but blizzard yeah, blizzard was very but adamant then, that that shit back. was dead yeah, they say that for like five, six years, and they come back. Dude, Star- but Microsoft's going to give it Starcraft to you. is just I begging for a uh, like, what was it? Starship Troopers inspired movie. Dude, th- what they're begging for is give for Starcraft, Starcraft Ghost to come back. Oh, okay. Do not tease me with a Starcraft show. <laughs> I I won't hear it. I won't have it. I should make it myself. <laughs> I shouldn't make it. You sh- you should. You could be. You could be I like won't the love dude. It other ways. You could do like the Lego Star Wars fan videos or like Black Stormtrooper that Donald Faison no, did. It's so just, just gonna be it. like the weird cutscenes you see here and there, like where it's just those farmers like, 
hey, you hear that? What's going on over there? About damn time. Is this two weeks in yeah. a row of Preston voices? And then all Every of a sudden... we need Preston's voices. You love my voices, so I, I bring them in. And then you get the little... You hear that like, rustle in the background, and it's the fucking little Zerglings, and they eat some fucking farmers in the middle of nowhere, and then you get Space Marines, and then they drop fucking Star Carriers are coming from the sky. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Okay. Ah, we're going to make this. I'm going to call up fucking Blizzard tomorrow. Like, you know what? Microsoft's hiring you, right? Okay. We're going to Steven Spielberg on the phone. I know yeah. he's all about the Halo. We're going to get him on StarCraft. He's going to be like, Stevie, better. baby, let's talk. <laughs> Stevie, baby. It's going to be good. Let's it do just, it. Call Phil, dude. He's apparently just like throwing money around like it's nobody's business. So, all right. He's got So it. let me ask, let's ask a tough question here because I have opinions on this too. Is this bad for gaming as a whole? No. Um, I think obviously this, obviously in, in our personal realm like just the three of us and our our political views and personal views on anything it certainly does raise antitrust questions i think that the people who think that this deal is going to get stopped in court are absolutely fucking out of their no. minds so it's going to go through well, and so yeah. it's interesting so uh i'm not going to get too much into the po- political side of it but uh there has been new changes to the way antitrust yep. cases go out. There's been a couple new sure. heads from yeah, the SEC. The Biden administration has said that they're going to, they're rejuvenating a lot of those I, people. All I that guarantee stuff. none of those kick in until after this goes through. And not only guarantee. that, even if they kicked in before, even if they kicked in before, it's not going to matter. Nope. Because the, no. the same defense that gets used all the time in these things is, well, can you point to, other, to where there's still competition? And Microsoft's lawyers would look deck directly in their face and say, there's more companies than ever making games. And they would point to, they would even go as low as some, some company small, like small, like Supergiant, right? Who's a very indie company. Look, Supergiant's out here making games. They make their own games. They don't need us. Like, we don't, you know, like they're a competitor of ours and like they will go as low as that all the way up to somebody as big as fucking Capcom. They will absolutely, they will say, look, there are more companies than ever making video games. The, us buying this is just us investing in our own portfolio of studios. Uh, it does not make a dent in the number of competitors that we have in this space. And some old motherfucker is going to be like, whip, checks out to me. And then hit it and let them go home. Like so it's not let, let me ask matter. you a question. Do you think size of company matters? Do you think if this was big, we'll take a big company, take Capcom. Do you think if Capcom wanted to make the same acquisition, they would be under more or less scrutiny for antitrust? I think that it would be similar. I don't, I think that it wouldn't matter because, because this, the only reason I say that is because even if there was even a little bit more quote unquote scrutiny, that same defense like you'd have to get you you would have to get new people in these roles that understand the gaming industry and the implications of what this purchase means like to understand where there could even be antitrust questions raised right like if it was Capcom if it was Konami whoever like if somebody decided to go out and buy Activision Blizzard and buy up all their IPs uh they would absolutely use the same defense and it would sail right on through through core. I mean, like, don't forget, just a few like like Take Two uh just bought Zynga. 
Like, and that but is like are, one of the biggest. Zynga is a British company, yes. Oh yeah, you know what? Fair. Yeah, so, so okay, so I'll say this. So before that, I mean, like you had Nordic, who bought all of THQ, every single one of their IPs. THQ was in company, yeah. THQ was in bankruptcy, but they swooped in and bought every single thing. They did not allow a single person away with anything. They bought all of it, and then bought the name and just changed themselves to THQ, and no one batted an eye. It, not, it yeah. didn't show up on anybody's radar. They didn't care, anything like that. And, you know, a similar thing could be said. Like, you just bought hundreds of new IP, and it, it right. does not matter. So then, but beyond the antitrust, right? Because I agree, it's, it's going to go through. I think there's so many things playing in Microsoft's favor. A, them being an American company. And, uh, yeah. you know, you know we've got to line those pockets, right? That's a big thing. Um, but beyond the antitrust... Do you think this has other potential fallout for the gaming industry? Preston, I see your hand. I don't yeah, know why you're. Um, I don't know why you're raising your hand. Just say I have an answer to this. I just want to make sure I say something because I, I, I might get no. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I would just say that um, from what I was hearing earlier today, I was listening to a podcast. Um, obviously, with all the things that were happening with Blizzard Activision, uh, that company and a lot of people that were working with that company, I want to say the company itself was trying this, but there was a lot of uh, progression towards trying to get the uh the company unionized um trying to get proper benefits proper mm-hmm. hr kind of things and an acquisition like this is definitely gonna put a like impediment on that yep. progressing are, are you, are you uh, saying microsoft people... doesn't like unions no it's not even that but it's like it, w- the problem that you get is like because they don't i mean i'm sure they don't but like no big companies don't period it doesn't matter what big company it, you are they don't yeah, want but, to be they're but, not going to be unionized. but even if they even if they did the problem is is that like so many of these movements are built on the backs of wishy-washy people like there's a very hardcore minority of people that are like no you motherfuckers we need to unionize it's the only thing that's going to protect us sign your fucking hey, name like star starbucks kellogg and uh, John Deere have all had huge union wins over the past three years. Starbucks this yeah, year, nice. um, yeah. Starbucks is a huge yeah. company to all of a sudden have unions, and they now right, like three but, of them. But you you usually end up a majority of your signatures when you come to support this thing is people who go, all right, I'll do it. Like, yeah. you know, I want things to get better. I'm worried about losing my job if I do this, but I'm also worried about killing myself from at this thing if I have to keep working in these situations. So... Fine, fuck it, I'll do it. But with Blizzard, yep. Now you have a lot of people who are it's like almost willing to leave the company. Like people who are join this company because this was their dream job are now again like I need any way out of here. But if they could keep having this job at this dream company they have and they unionize and make things better and get like outside source of I I have never worked for a unionized company. I cannot speak on how this happens or what entails. Uh, for the most part, you might, might be a little smarter on this than me, but it's it seemed like a beneficial thing that was happening for this company. And then <clears throat> Microsoft buys them, and that's obviously going to damn near put a full stop, if not very close to, uh, for that possibly happening. Which, from what I understand, 
would have been a positive for almost any game company uh, nowadays. That's yeah, kind so of especially that sh- size. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens here because the entire game industry as a whole needs to unionize the game developers because yes. they're all treated as contractors. Acting guild for yeah. voice actors. They're, they're treated yeah. as contractors, which means like you can be fired at a whim and you have no benefits to begin with. You're not invested in any 401k. It's ridiculous. Yep. No. But once the game is over, you can be But gone. I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this. I haven't read, you know, the, the, the full deal hasn't come out. Are, are they going to be Microsoft employees or are they going to stay Blizzard employees yes. independent, right? And that might change a lot because if you're a Microsoft employee, even getting retail-based benefits working at a game company is better than no benefits at all, which is what you were getting. So it's – but but I think it'll still, be, they still need to unionize for other reasons. It just – it might be better off than they were and that's I, harder I think, now with Microsoft. I, I think know. that it will be similar to their other deals where like, like I'm an employee at Obsidian mm-hmm. – which is a company that's owned by Microsoft. So my, I, I get Microsoft benefits, I get Microsoft whatever, but I'm an Obsidian employee. Like that's, yeah. you know, like I, I, I think it'll be just like those other deals. All like so, Activision, yeah. Blizzard, King, the people who do Candy Crush, those three, you are like, those are now just development studios that are owned by Microsoft. That is what it and is. Th- think of it as like a, a my job. Like you guys know what my company yeah. is. And I'm not going to speak out loud, but... The company I technically work for is owned by a. Hang on. Apparently, there's a fire. Um, <clears throat> this is my company it, trying it, to keep me from It's Preston's hot take. It's so hot, it's on <laughs> yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. It's my company. Like, don't you dare. Um, but no, it's it's. Um, my company was bought by another very large company a long time ago, and therefore we are still that company. We have all of our you know values, what we need to do. But as far as our benefits, everything like that's concerned, that's based off of the uh, the parent company that owns us, right? Yep. So It'll be just like that. <clears throat> my vacation time, my HR, my everything is done through the parent company, but we are still technically our own company within that one. Uh, to where if I, I like, let's say I make a call to somebody and I mention my company, they're still like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Oh, parent company." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I know." I'm like, I "Just how do you not know?" Like it, it's just silly as shit. But um, yeah, it's. When you have a big company by that another big company, the the parent company is the one that does the majority of all the other work. And for a good company like Microsoft, you would do well to see. Okay, we hated the uh, the upper ranks, the the C list um, employees, right at Blizzard. But there's a great pedigree of game programmers. Uh, CG artists, like all these people who have made the games that we've loved for years. Most of them have gone, but like there's still a plenty of them are doing like did Diablo three. They're still there. Did Overwatch. They're still there that didn't have anything to do with all this slander shit and are great employees. And why would you not say, Hey, just keep making the next Overwatch two. Just as long as there's no dumb shit happening with your company, then then great. Yeah. But like we own you. Here's all the benefits of uh, being with our company Continue doing the great job because we bought you for a fucking reason. We bought you for your IPs. We bought you because those IPs are actually fucking decent. Yeah. And that's because you own a name. I would I would hope and assume that Microsoft's like, yeah, make money for us. Why not? Let's I, clean you up a little bit. Let's get that dirt off, you know, your you know, your cheek from all that sexual harassment lawsuits. And then let's uh let's make some good games again. I think, I think, I think we as should, far as gaming is, I think we take Preston's topic and just turn it into a sidebar of how like capitalism has created artificial wage suppression and why this is yeah. bad for everyone. <laughs> I think as far as gaming as a whole, yeah, as far as gaming as a whole is concerned, it's it's too soon to tell. 
I think that yeah. Uh, yeah. The reason I say that is because all of these IP, like, let's say that all these things, like a huge chunk of these games that don't end up exclusives that are going to Game Pass and end up being on xCloud and, like, more accessible than ever to people and all these things, that's great. It's very consumer-friendly, right? Now, there is definitely going to be a day, and do not kid yourself, there is going to be a day where the price of Game Pass goes up and it's going to not be the cheap fucking, I can't believe they're selling it for this yeah. low price that it is now. Mm-hmm. And when that day comes, we can absolutely have a different conversation about, you know, value, yeah. value and what it adds. But as of right now, anything else that's getting added to that service for the price that it is, is an insane win for consumers, but an absolute slam dunk yeah. of a win. But oh, maybe do you? Th- I mean, because my fear is this, right? Game Pass is a great value, which clearly means Sony has to look at something competitive. Nintendo is the one person that's going to sit down and say, "I don't. We have what we have." So everybody, off I, so mm. look. Sony is already working on a competitor. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. It's going to happen. They've said, it, that. It, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely happening, True. right? So I think that it's not going to be as good, but yes. Why is it not going to be as good? Because they don't do anything as good. Okay, but <laughs> recently, sure, recently, I, sure. like, I got to be very specific. Which, which means what? They're going to need to make acquisitions. So what kind of negative fallout are we going to no. see if they start it's, acquiring studios to be first-party Sony exclusives, and now you have the battle of the two bigs, and they're buying just whatever they can, or if they're not buying studios. They're they're they are pulling Netflix type things, and they're buying the rights to game companies. They're turning indie developers into production studios. I think that you are so like you're not going to see uh, Sony might make an acquisition. I don't know. I, but they, I don't they will think... make an acquisition Q1 of next year. I'm calling it now. Mark, you can mark the tape on it. I don't. Maybe I don't think it'll be one of those big companies that people mention. Like I don't think it's going to be a Capcom or a Sega. Or anything like that. I don't see that happening. Um, but the reason I say that is because Microsoft is doing this because of their lack of IP. Right? Yeah, they had this, none. Yeah. That is not something that Sony is in short supply of. They have a lot. And they flex that muscle often. Um, it, it's Quite frankly, it's the reason that people own this fucking that console in the first place. I think the reason that I think the Game Pass thing won't be as good is because they have consistently tried to make a cloud service before and it was awful and then they tried to do their backwards compatibility they don't have the infrastructure microsoft has azure yeah i mean they will but sony went out and bought bought tried to buy a gaikai right which was their that cloud infrastructure purchase that they made and it just didn't pan out which hey you know, I'm not yeah, not faulting you there, but you you went after it, and then you made you said that you were gonna, you know, in tandem with your poor response to backwards compatibility, you said that you were going to make a PS Now a paid service to go back and play old PS3 games in a worse way that sucked way worse than playing it on local hardware. Like sounds, it sounds like another company my, I know that has a red brand on it, but yeah. yeah, like that's, but that's my problem, right? Is like, that's why I think that their version of game pass isn't going to be as good is not because they can't, it's because they won't like, yeah, they, they, they refuse, they refuse to let themselves 
make the right decisions for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because like I'm like, dude, like this is the same company that when backwards compatibility was the big thing that people were asking about. Jim Ryan looked directly into that fucking reporter's face and said, no. "You you people think you want to play PS2 games, but you don't. You don't care about it. You actually don't. And what you really are going to do is pay me for the next Horizon, you chump. So hand it but, over." But keep in mind, and, and but keep in mind, you don't need it. We as gamers need it to be good. Sony doesn't need that service to be good. They just no. need people to pay for it, right? So if that but, leads to them but, making acquisitions similar to Microsoft's doing just so they can put a name behind it, that's bad for, but, for gaming as a whole. But but I'm it sure. has to be good or else people won't pay for it. And the case in point is PS Now. It, the, other, the other thing is PlayStation TV. They try. They try with these services, and they're always the worst value ads possible. And people go, go fuck yourself, I'm not paying for that. And then they don't. And then Sony sits there and looks at everybody and goes, PS, PS Now. Nobody pays for PS Now. People fucking don't like P- using it. PS Now has 3.2 million subscribers. And out of how many people that own PlayStation, three, fours, and fives were that system? Or, or I'm sorry, between P- PlayStation 4s and 5s. PlayStation Plus, right, another service. PlayStation Plus has 47.6 million Okay, that is, like, like, dude, that, that's less, like, three million is less than what I think the fucking, like, the most failing console of all time sold. Like, you, you, that is, in the grand scope of the globe, that is, that is dog shit numbers, especially compared to the amount of people that own your platform. But if you, but with, if, if people own the platform and people are paying for the, the PS Plus service, it's actually not that hard to combine those things and take that 3.2 million to a much more respectable 50 yeah, million overnight. But you would think. You would think, but why you don't they think. do it? No, I, I understand <laughs> you're saying why haven't they, but it's not to say they can't. And 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 what's going to lead? That's why right, I said. But what's going to lead? But what's going to lead to them doing it is going to be the pressure of how good Game Pass is now and what Game Pass can become if all of a sudden, in two years. Three fourths, or not that much, you know, twenty percent of the big games that are coming out are Xbox exclusive. If all of a sudden you turn I, around see, and there's like five new games that are like blockbusters, and these AAA's are all exclusive, Sony's going to be like, "Well, fuck, we have to do something." That's but that's the thing is that the 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 main third like the, with this acquisition, Sony is probably looking at this and going, "The main third party multi platform games that this company puts out." are still going to come out on PlayStation. Microsoft stands to gain nothing but net losses if they make something like Call of Duty only an Xbox platform because it's not people no one is going to go out and buy a console for Call of Duty. It's not going to happen. Right. As the one franchise But, but if, you, say, if you take but, but, <laughs> your own idea what they were going to do with like uh you know some of the online games if they acquired a company like, and this is just out there, but if they acquire a company like Square that's already kind of a first-party studio and then add it into their service, the Final Fantasy XIV service, that's that's but, So that's huge. the thing is that you're not – the reason I don't think they're going to do that is because it would be very easy for them to create a compelling competitor to Game Pass – on their own thing, they would just have to do it. But my prop, my my point is, is that I don't think they will because they they just don't. Like it'd be so easy for them to say our Game Pass, 
our version is going to be called PlayStation Universe, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And that's a better it is name going than to go, we'll come up with, I'm sure. I know, but it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, we finally, we fucking heard you, okay? And we are going to do from PS1 till now, and we are going to slowly add games over time, and you'll be able to play old games and new games, and, and anything that comes from our first party studios is going to be part of this day one, and this will get tied into your PlayStation Plus subscription, and bada bing, bada boom, there it is. You do that, and you already have a compelling competitor to Game Pass that you do not need to go and spend billions of dollars on other companies to do. The problem is, is where Sony's going to fuck up is they're A, they're not going to do that. They might do the first party thing, and they say going forward, first party games will be on this service, and here's the ones from the PS4 and PS5, and then people are going to ask, well, what about older ones? And they'll say, shut up, stop asking. And then they're going to say it's a separate cost to your PlayStation Plus subscription, probably just like a PlayStation Now is, which is so fucking stupid, and you're going to pay an extra $15 or more to have the privilege of paying their... Like, the reason that I know they don't give a fuck is because they already are looking at their first-party games and going, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, this time around, they're $70. And then people say, yeah. well, why? Well, because. Because they're PlayStation exclusives. Shut up, you'll buy them. That's it. It's, it, it is it, literally it, their attitude. It's because production quality it, is more expensive. Remember, games haven't gone and, up in 20 them, years. It has to go up now. And like, it needs to, like, let's to say, honest, yeah. like, I think that you know, if they were going to make an acquisition, I think the smartest acquisition any company could make at this point is Capcom. You buy Capcom, yeah, and it's not going to. That wouldn't make a difference if if you go and you go. Guess what? Now Monster Hunter and Resident Evil are going to be on this. Service. And Devil May Cry. Everybody, I'll get a new Mega and Man. May Cry. And Mega Everybody Man. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but everybody would go. Cool. I'm still not paying extra for this fucking service. Right. The same way that, I, like, think about it. the PS3 had so many good games, so many good games. Sure. And they offered them all on this service, and they could only get the like single digit percentile of their user base to interact with it. Like, and this is and this is this is a user base, by the way, of people who came over to a PlayStation Four who had never owned a PlayStation before, right? So you're you're getting fresh people in, and you're saying, here's a service that you can go back and play these old games that you missed last gen. And someone goes, how much do I have to pay for that? And I can only stream them over my dog shit internet? No, thank you. This is stupid. I'm teleporting all over the place in a single-player game. This is dumb. I hate this. And it's, like, it's infuriating that, like they're in this position because they could it, it, it there is a world in which this this acquisition does not even make a blip on their radar and what it ha what really it does is sort of equalize what the two could have right and they would it, it would be like a nice even playing field for the both you of know. them but what's going to happen is that it's going to continue to make microsoft look better because sony refuses to just do the smart decision. I love that you said that too about it's not even really a blip on Sony's radar because I saw so many posts and articles this this week talking about like, what does it mean for Sony? Is Sony hurt? Is Sony dead? Of course, the people that still believe in the console wars were on there like this is such a huge blow to Sony. 
I, I think people don't understand that Sony is the second largest video game company in the world. <laughs> they're they're behind yeah. one. Does anybody know what the number one company is? It's fucking ridiculous. I'm sure it's like Tencent. It is. It is ten. It is one hundred percent Tencent. Tencent. Yes, yeah. it's Tencent. Well, who, it doesn't matter. Who's also a, a media based company and also just the country of China. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, but China, which means like Sony realistically is they're the number one game company in the world and the number one console yeah. maker in the as world. As far as like the big three. Yep. Yeah, so sure. now, now, do I think that if here's my this is why I think that they're that like. Is this "quote unquote" bad for Sony? Like that next. I do think it's we bad for Sony. I think that this this lands firmly in the middle for mm-hmm. me. Like it's not like a for sure yes, this is going to do anything bad for them, but it's definitely not a no because Sony's already been getting worse press and they've been losing that press battle to Microsoft since the beginning of this generation. Well, they, they, they've yeah. sold more because they had more available. But I think you're right. I think if you looked at like customer satisfaction index and yeah. I have not, but I would venture to say from my own anecdotal experience, Xbox is winning that battle hand over fist. I, 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 I mean, feel that's look, game even, pass, game even pass, the most game recent, pass, yeah. when you took that, when you and and your wife had to go to Atlanta. Yeah, your cloud yeah. experience. What did you, yeah. you came back with a better, uh, like, you weren't even trying, mm-hmm. but you came back with a better, like, lasting impression. 100%. With Xbox that night, yep. right? So, like, so it. It's going to continue. If they do not fix this, it is going to continue to be a slow bleed, and it will end up being in, you know, a few years from now when a lot of these exclusives start to hit, like when Microsoft starts making a lot of these exclusive moves, and they start to hit. It is going to every. It's going to make a big dent, and people are going to be big, sitting big. there going, yeah. "How did we get here?" Here's. And it's going to be a case study yeah. of how you just you 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 like you know people talk about this like the you know you're tripping over yourself you like they they there is no one to blame in this whole section except for themselves. Here's all I'm gonna say: if we hit, you mentioned 2025. If you hit 2025 and your release window is like multi-platform AAA, maybe you have a couple multi-platform AAAs, right? That. Sony Xbox, and then maybe you have a new Sony first party, but the rest of that year is like new Activision AAA, new Blizzard AAA, new Microsoft AAA. Like, that's going to be a scary year for Sony if they're just picking a new title from these like tier one IPs they have and they all hit in a year or two hit this year, two hit next year, two hit. You know what I mean? Like, if they're hitting Sony like that, you can't rely on a new last of us or a new uncharted or a new uh spider-man every two or three years it's nope. sustainable and and it, it's so irritating because like you know we can move <laughs> not on not to, to mention question. not to mention the indie network that yeah. microsoft has so. yeah but like you know we can move on to the next question after this or actually no preston hasn't talked about what this means for that's Sony, fine so this, is, this is actually but, the last question because we covered a couple that i had left within yeah. this so this is okay okay but like it's it's just my final piece on it is like it, it it's still to me it's just so fucking frustrating because the right answer is has been in front of sony this whole time and they just for whatever reason they just refuse to do it this it reminds me a lot of ps3 era sony like the beginning of the ps3 when they came out looked dead in everybody's faces and said this box costs 600 dollars. <laughs> eat up 
eat up piggies. <laughs> um, nom, nom, nom. Like they just do not. It was equally big and hideous too. It was massive console. Yeah, but like it was they gross. didn't care. Like they were just like, you're yeah. gonna pay us six hundred dollars. We Shut we created up, the PS2. Us. What are you gonna do? Not play these games? And you know what people did? Not played those games. The PS3 did not sell and turn a profit until it's like eighth year on the yeah. on the fucking market because they finally got the console to be cheap enough and they had enough games that people were like, you know, okay, I'll check it out, I'll get into well, it. But it not not to mention though, you went from the PS2 to like a lot of people went from like the PS2 to the 360. I mean, the 360 was the juggernaut of that generation, was it? Yep. You know, just like the PS2 was the juggernaut of the previous, like. Yeah, you 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 not only were cocky as hell, but you came up against like a giant of a console. And and then when people have told like told you, especially when consumers more now more than ever are like, I just want my dollar to go farther. Like, and when people tell you over and over, I just like I bought all these games from you. Let me fucking play them. It's fucking stupid. And they just go, well, no. And not only no, but then you don't actually want that. You think you do, but you don't. And and every single company that said that, including one that just got bought in Blizzard, it never turns out for them. It never turns out well. Like when, when Blizzard looked at everybody's face and said, you don't want World of Warcraft Classic. You think you do, but you don't. And then guess what? They finally released it, and it had better subscriber numbers than retail ever had. Because it turns out people actually do most of the time know what they want. Like... And it's just, that's why I think that I have no hope for whatever their Game Pass competitor is, because I know what it should be, and I know they're not going to do it. Because if if if, if they had that kind of announcement ready to go, they would have dropped that so quickly. And you they would have already started rolling games into it. You, you could have easily looked at the, the, the PS2 classics that you already had on PS3, and PS1 classics, and you could have e- immediately said, like, boom, here they are. Go get them. Also, here's a firmware update that lets you shove some of these discs into your PlayStation 5. Done. It, it's over now. Like, it, no matter... You would have... Go ahead. Well, I was just say, like, you, if you do that, all everything that you've done recently, from the middle of the PS4 on, like, the bad decisions and the stuff that was making people irritated... Everybody forgets about it instantly. They don't care anymore because you finally you did one of the things that people have been begging you for. And then if you, on top of that, say that every big first party studio that you have that makes games is going to roll into this service, so now I don't have to pay a seventy dollar price tag for every new Sony game that comes out. It's huge. But the problem is, is that. Those de- they made those decisions for a very clear reason, which is profit, and because they know they can. Like, you know, when, when price of games were going up and people saw the seventy dollars price tag, people got furious immediately. Guess how many people are still going to buy the next Horizon game? That's going to do gangbusters. Because because and guess what? No one is. It's not going to stop that seventy dollars price tag. People are, like, you know, I don't know if personally I'm going to buy that game. Not because of the $70 price tag, but just because I don't know if I care about Horizon. But I know that you two are. That's pretty. And what's, and what's going to happen is that you guys are going to go to the PlayStation Store, click on it, 
see the seventy dollar price tag and go, ugh, fucking Sony. Bye. Gamefly, thank you. <laughs> okay, yes, the one Gamefly person <laughs> in this planet. But okay, so then Alex, you're going to go to the PlayStation Store. You're going to see the price tag. You're going to go fucking Sony. You're going to press it. It's going to download. The same way that I did when I wanted to buy Returnal. I'll probably accidentally download the PS4 version first, and they're, they're yeah. not even making, and but, then have to do the PS5 but second. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like when I when I purchased Returnal, I was at the price tag, and I said, "Motherfuckers, mm-hmm. dude!" And, but but what are you gonna but, do? You can't do anything. But it was the it was the next thing out of the studio that Preston and I mm-hmm. always talk about. Like, and I wanted to be there to see that game, mm-hmm. so I did it because you know whatever. Like I'm. That's what happens when you're a consumer. You just, if you want to do it, you got to do it. So they know they can get away with it, and they're going to. But the problem is, is that the reason that they're not going to be able to make a competitor game pass is because they have no interest in being competitive. Like they don't care. And, and, and much like Nintendo, and then after this, I'm done. But much like Nintendo, Nintendo just does not give a fuck anymore. They don't. They they will do what I actually appreciate that attitude from them. And and I hate it from everybody else, but from Nintendo, I'll take it. Yeah, but honestly, (laughs) and and I mean this is like if this all goes to shit and it becomes a quote unquote big two, and it's all just a bunch of rights on where you'll be able to play these boxes. You honestly, you might see me just go fuck it, whatever. I only care about Nintendo stuff now because at least they're not completely fucking me over. (laughs) It's just they'll be hey, cranking out their their handhelds and. uh, all their yep, all their games shitty online infrastructure. <laughs> look again. All of a sudden, now I'm a Mario fanboy. Here we go. Like that's I. You I, you will see a lot of people just be like, "Fuck it, I'll just go over here because at least I'm not going to get jerked around for no reason." Hey. And it it will like, but that same mentality is the same mentality that Sony has. They do not care. Microsoft oh. has the advantage of saying because anything that Sony does now does look like catch up. So they're already like a level down because they look like they're playing catch up and they're just trying to do it because Microsoft did it. The good thing Microsoft has is, as you mentioned, there will be a price increase on game pass. It's going to happen, but look at how far they have to go to reach the price of one $70 video game. They're going to be able to coast for years under the guise of it's one game a year, one game a year pays for all the stuff you have. And so they have that built in, which is incredible for them. Anyway, Preston, it's all yours. Um, as far as how they deal with the uh, the other systems, I I we talked about this earlier. We talked, you guys talked about this just recently about the uh, ebb and flow of these consoles and how who comes on top, who's trying harder to get back on top, and that's the thing is that Sony is too complacent, if you will, of where they're at. Yep. They don't need to do Game Pass. They have their PlayStation now. Guess what? I, I play for PlayStation Plus. Um, when I have a PS Five, I can download the last handful of predominant titles that were on PS4, right? I get the new God of War, Horizon. They're all, they're all free when you play for PlayStation Plus um, on PS5, at least, I'm aware of. Yeah, I think it may be on PS4 right now. Um, you don't get Persona 4, Persona 5 Royale, but you just get Persona 5, to be fair. Um, but I think most of it would say, it's okay if you just want to play Persona 5. You don't have to do Royale. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, PlayStation doesn't care the same way Nintendo right now to be fair Nintendo I don't even put them in these conversations Nintendo does what everyone else doesn't which is whatever the fuck they want at all times Truth. and it's like we will give you one Mario a year 
We'll give you a bunch of Mario spin-offs like tennis or party or cart or something with Smash Brothers. Something with Mario in it. We'll give you that every we two or three years. We won't give you a Star Fox. We'll give Don't talk about that right now. We'll, we'll give you a, one Mario every like two or three years. We'll give you one Zelda every two or three years. We'll give you a, a Samus, which is Christian. Once like, every said, like, like, like I said, if Nintendo, uh, Christian becomes a Nintendo standboy, he'll be a, the new Nintendo uh, a Samus fan. But yeah, they have their IPs. I get a Kirby every four to five years. It's fine. I've come to grips with it. It's been happening since the Wii for me. Uh, I think GameCube was the last like vestible of constant like maybe games coming out. Maybe that's just me being younger and not being able to afford as much and no like being able to get as many games as I usually do nowadays. Um, but it's Nintendo is on their own world. I don't like to speak with them in this kind of same context. Uh, but PlayStation definitely is just very contemplative, uh, very okay with where they're at. As far as they're king right now, as far as they're concerned, they got their IPs. As soon as they crank out that new God of War or Horizon or whatever the fuck they have next on their list, those are going to sell gangbusters. The new Spider-Man, you better believe I'm there fucking day one, not waiting for Gamefly, probably pre-ordered and pre-downloaded for the next fucking Spider-Man game because you better believe I'm all about that they'll, game. They'll do the same with that Wolverine game. too. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Take my fucking money. Yep. Like it's that's what they see all as well. Like it's it's um, maybe I'm part of the problem. Me and a lot of other people. Um, but that's there's no reason for them to do a Game Pass subscription because they're going to get those sales anyways. You made a great point too, Preston. Just calling them complacent and it's it's look when well, look at what led to this. Like it started last generation console generation. Microsoft completely. F- in my opinion, Microsoft completely flubbed the Xbox One all the way down Launch, to all the yeah. way down to their naming, right? Like it was so confusing for people and they like had multiple consoles Still, in the generation. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was it was very weird. And Sony had the PS4 and it was a great system. And then when it came to the announcement of the new one, Sony seemed to have more excitement around the hardware, right? Like they just they didn't know people didn't know how amazing quick resume and other things were going to be for Microsoft and how well this console is going to do. But like when you just looked at the numbers and the processor speed and the graphics, like the PS five just had it. So they came out of the gate Why not? Yeah, and they've been killing it when it comes to like the sales and things were available. And then they just kicked back and said, like you said, I mean, they're King, right? We're at the top of the world. We don't have to worry about anybody. We have no competitors. Meanwhile, Microsoft and Phil are looking at things differently saying we'll sell our boxes. Like our boxes will sell eventually, whether that's due to constraints to COVID and and supply chain or whatever, like we're going to sell these. But in the meantime, we're going to focus on the content that you're going to have to play on them. And they're just, they're dominating. They're not, they're not necessarily dominating right now, the war, if you will, but they are setting themselves up to completely blow past everyone else in the years to come. You want one of Preston's first sports ball references? Sure. They're grabbing some of the best, I wouldn't say rookies, but like let's say for the best colleges that you know of that do make these great athletes. Like they, they, they find the best athletes, they bring them in to their college sports ball, and these, these companies are looking out there like, be like, hey, we need to – we are not doing great with our franchise or whatever, whether whatever fucking sports ball team. You're describing you scouting right now. Yeah, I'm trying to scouting, and you go, hey, we're gonna put money and effort because guess what? We have no nothing else to put towards it because we're not paying for 
people right now who are doing gangbusters for us. We're gonna put some money towards some of these young bucks, some of these, like some of these people we know that are like the the, the good goods that they're they're, they're a rebuild to bring. era. They're they're yeah, trying yeah. to build up some all stars. So see they're you're building their here. team, right? Yeah, it just happens to be that these teams are decades old and are been known to have great um, kind of pedigree behind them outside of a rookie who just may have had the past couple of years with this college and then past couple of years at this high school uh, known to be a great athlete known to be like this badass that my uncle or my father or my grandfather would talk about on the dinner table. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Like, yeah, so-and-so he's doing a great batting average. He's doing all this kind of shade through this many yards. He ran this far. It's fucking fantastic. I'm like whatever. But like, they're watching these people just like scouters are and like just filling up the repertoire to make this team better. And I think that's what Microsoft is doing right now is just building up their team, making it an all-star team. And then within a couple of years, once that team is coagulated into a primetime team, they're going for see, a championship. They're going for that ring. They're going for that trophy. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I'll allow it. I was watching that was the, good. the journey, the journey, <laughs> between, as as you get. the journey between that analogy and Christian's face was it started off strong, got squirrely in the middle. We tied it together at the end and it worked. We'll allow it. Hey, well, Alex and I kept making eye contact with each other during the call being like, is he going to pull this together? And then you started saying that and we were like, he's okay. Right. Towards <laughs> the end, we're talking about a championship. Like, I've I got a little lost with the, like the, the, the pitches and the yards and stuff, but then in the, it came, yeah. came together. It came together. Yeah. Hey man, I've watched ballers. I know how sports ball works. Okay. <laughs> I can be just like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. It's fine. I know how it works. He taught me. <laughs> okay. Well, he actually owns. Okay. Fair enough. Um, XFL. No. So I, <laughs> Oh yeah. Look, so I, I think yeah, these were we all great points. You, you answered all the questions that I had. We had I had more questions, but we addressed all of them throughout our, our conversation, conversation here. Yeah. In in short, I mean, I, this acquisition is huge. The the fallout, sure, both good and bad, we're we're going to see in the years for a long time mm-hmm. to come. I mean, really, like, you know, it, this is going to be big, and it's going to be big for Microsoft in a great way. Uh, we just have to see how the other companies handle it and is it going to be good or bad for gaming as a whole but for game pass man this thing's gonna be this is gonna be killer this acquisition in a couple of years sure. when some of these oh yeah. this and bethesda when some of these things start coming to fruition like oh buddy yeah it's gonna be cool. i already thought that yeah so just makes it more awesome um well everybody we're at two and a half hours preston i know you had a game but are we gonna hold this game off to another week I, I think can i give you a, a tease sure we yeah I want to I want to give you one taste okay. of what this could be. So I had a friend. Uh, they reached out to me. They're a very good friend of mine, and uh, they listened to the podcast and they were th- listening to it and kind of doing the games. Shout session. out you know to what? them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, they gave me an option, like, "Hey, this would be a cool, fun, fun idea." Just brainstorming. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like, that sounds fantastic." Like this other show they listen to has this fun game, um, which they what they do is they take songs and they change the name essentially use a thesaurus and find synonyms for the different words in the title. So what I'll be doing today as far as, well, later on in the game, I'll give you guys one reference of this uh, ex- uh, example, which will be, I will give you a video game name title, but I'll be changing all the words to synonyms of what those words are. I love that. I thought it was a fantastic idea. Yep. It's um, very good. And there are things that we could add to it, like, hey, we can do kind of the same thing we do with my other games, where it's like you could ask for a developer or a year. We're not doing character names. 
I've decided. But uh, one of their other um, ideas was, hey, um, try to do like a sound clip or a like, special effect or something like that. Like, okay, well, my idea was for this game that I'll give you, and I'll try to figure out how to do it later on, and I can probably just put my microphone to the speaker for a hot minute uh, for you guys for this one game, is uh, the main menu theme I want to give you for any of these games if you want that, as far as the sound clip. I only know Prelude, and that's it. <laughs> but there's a lot of games who use their like, main theme as far as like yeah. their main menu theme, but also it might like bring some flashbacks. The name thing I would love, because the name thing is so good, because it would be like unmapped a criminal's life and you're like oh i know what that is <laughs> so i will choose one of the the games um i'll use one that they gave me because they had some great options i did make my own so if you want a second one real quick i'll do one of my own and not do one of theirs i think one uh, is enough for a teaser yeah at least one enough for a teaser one or two enough for a teaser um the first one uh obviously there's all games if you want the year uh the developer uh, platform, anything like that as far as a basic, simple question, feel free to ask that for your turn um, when I give it to you. Um, but the name of this game, which I thought was really great that they made, is with a divine being over hostility. Divine being over hostility. And there are some variations what I might want to do this game. Like, hey, should I tell you how many words are actually but in I would the title say, compared I, to my I would say, actual one I have? I would say God of War on that. Well, we haven't uh, done turns, but we can just have oh. fun with this. But yeah, it is God of War. <laughs> oh, that's it was, good. It was, it was, yeah, it was a very it good was one. A yeah, yeah, it's a very good one. Okay. Yeah, it's a teaser. So I'll do another quick teaser. I think it might be fun. It might be pretty easy. Oh, wait, did you say divine being of hostility? Said over, over, but God so of over war is a synonym of, of, of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah that hostility being war. Yeah. And I was thinking about saying like, hey, this is a three, three word title and I'm going to give you my title, which is four uh, words. Maybe kind of might throw you off, but here's what we'll see how easy fucking it is. Playing against an English major. All he does you is are, talk yeah, about words. There we go. Right. <laughs> fucks. Yeah, right. A game I have I a chance at. All right, let's do this one. This one will be fun. Canned Fiend Halcyon. And I tried to look up this word and the pronunciation for it. So if you need me to spell it, I can for you. The last one is H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. Canned Fiend Halcyon. It's going to be Pokemon something. I just don't know what... I, don't I, know, I know the word Halcyon, but I don't know what it would tie into with that game. Fuck, Alex, you're going to wreck this game. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I like. I knew... I, I was thinking Can Pokemon. Can Pokemon? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that too. But I just don't... I'm trying to figure out what Pokemon game... So, obviously, no one knows, like, what can you, like, obviously think about Halcyon. Um, so, that would be gold. Is a synonym for that. So the Pokemon Gold, my favorite Pokemon. Oh, game. I, I, I knew okay. it was a color. It's Pocket no, Monsters what, yeah. being canned fiends. But, yeah. but so the, the, that's the thing is that the, all of those games are fucking colors. So you're like, I got to. Yeah, I had no idea what Halcyon is. It's synonym for a color. So yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So I'm trying to stay away from also like sequels as far as like two, three, four. And canned fiend do. is good because the actual name for the series in Japan Pocket is Pocket Monsters. Monsters. Pocket Monsters. Yeah, yeah which is why I chose yeah. that. Very yeah. good. Because yep. there's no synonym for Pokemon. Um, that would be a good thing to have like to. To that, I think that'll be fun. That that will definitely. Yeah, I'll save the rest for later. But yeah, I got a couple good ones in the burner. 
Um, again, if it becomes to a point where it's a little harder for some of these, uh, what I'll do is you can honestly ask questions, but I think the idea that they gave me would be great is like, a the first thing, if you are just stumped, I'll give you like either I, we can think about the main theme. I can give you other ones. I, what I prepared was the main menu themes for all these games. Cause I thought that would be the better one of them all. Um, sometimes the main theme oh, is also a little too obvious. So just playing, the nose. And you're talking about just playing some of the music, right? Yeah. I, for, so for example, I if I gave you pocket monsters, yeah. gold, um, it, Pokemon gold, it would have been the main theme that you would have had. And yeah. trust me, Christian, I'd say I would have been I because I never played that longer. game, but yeah, I love that idea. No, that's my favorite Pokemon game. And I let that theme play song play for a little longer. Cause I have not heard that theme song in probably over 15 years. Been a minute. I, uh, I really want to play gold right now. <laughs> like it's like, Oh yeah. It'd be a real funny game to play, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's the idea of the next game. Work in progress. Um, I think me and the other person will uh, kind of talk each other and refine that out, so that way it becomes a better game. Because as we all know, that I play loose and uh, sly with my rules, and it's 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 a little different. And also, so. Christian wins all the time, so okay. you know. Um, Alex, you have a very good chance of uh, crushing. This I do. One, so. Um, so along with this, we have some other things coming up. Hopefully we're looking forward to we having a, a guest come on and we're going to tackle a couple topics like the Halo spoiler cast as well as mm-hmm. talk some Witcher as Preston's going to get into Witcher Wednesdays. Yeah. Try and some then Jakey we got Poo a listener on. topic coming up. We, we do have a mm-hmm. listener topic. Um, who just released their list of all-time greatest games? Is IGN. I thought it was IGN. IGN. I didn't want to be wrong. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about their list. We'll talk about some of our own favorites as well that sure. we make up some of our top not 100 how egregious their list three, is who buddy um we have thought so we have some fun stuff coming up but with that everybody preston you know what to do before we do it don't forget this coming wednesday which are wednesdays it should be around six six seven six seven o'clock central standard time depending on when i get done eating and I feel good about myself i'll be on playing some witcher three and y'all can jump in the chat talk to me on there um these two I will be opening up the voice chat on PlayStation for us only. And if these boys want to jump in and say, talk shit on me while I play this game and kind of talk to me about the game while we play it, they are more than welcome to as well. So um, I'll involve Jake in that as well. Um, But yeah, other than that, we going to hit it. This has been The Testing Room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps, and make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.